Hello, pod fam, and happy red day. Happy red day! I know, we are so excited to be recording this episode because um, Taylor Swift has just done it again, you know? She really has. She re-released Red and has broken our hearts all again. Yep. And I really find that now that we are older, Mm -hmm. this album just hits so much harder. I know. I know. I just like, how did she roll out an album that is like, I don't even, how many years is it? 10 years? It's almost 10 years. Almost 10 years? I think it came out in 2012. Yeah. So like, it's been a hot minute and like she rolls it out like it's a brand new album. When I was listening to it, I was like, wow, I love Taylor Swift's new song as I'm listening to State of Grace. Right. And, And I will be honest, Red was not one of my favorites. Yeah. I think the reason was, so I would have been about 19, 20 years mm-hmm. old. Like in that era, I was about 19 to 21 years old. Yeah. Very pivotal years for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking back, this album does better for me as a memory. Yeah. Even though when it was out, I was going through the same things. Yeah, I think so too, because of the fact that I think we had mentioned it previously in a uh, one of our other episodes when it first came out that it was always one of my favorites because, you know, I really loved I Almost Do in the last time and such and stuff like that. I think, um, I don't know, I was having Sad Girl Fall Mm -hmm. at the time when it came out. But I think that um, the addition of the vault tracks is what makes it for me because if she had been given the go-ahead to put all of this on that album originally, it would have been a completely different album for me. But I also think that I'm glad that she didn't because I think I was too young to -hmm. understand because as you said, it feels like when she first released it, like she was heartbroken. It was like difficult for her to make it through some of the songs on tour. Like press was difficult. Like she was very much in the thick of it where now you can feel this sense when you're listening to it that She is a completely new adult woman remembering a time that was so hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a processing and just a memory of all these things that happened. Yeah. And I feel like so many of us, um, obviously, I know she's probably brought on younger fans with Folklore and Evermore and stuff like that. But there is a huge chunk of her fan base that was going through this at the same time that she was. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to listen to these songs. Where now, as we're all adults and, you know, we've come through the other side, going back to listen, you're like, oh, I understand what she's trying to say. Exactly. Like, finally. Exactly. And I think a lot of the songs on the bonus tracks, they would not have hit the way that they do now in 2021. Because as a society, we just were not there. Like, Forever Winter, if that song came out, in 2012, I think it would have been completely glossed over and not understood. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think too with who Taylor was positioned to be at that time in 2012, you know, she was just coming off of, I guess, like Speak Now Mm because she wrote a lot of these songs on that tour and she had had her Fearless era before. She was very much still being positioned towards the very, like the younger, the teens. Yeah, like 15 year olds through 17. Yeah, and she was very much like that good girl, right? Mm -hmm. So I think like a lot of what she says in like, you know, Nothing New and Run and, you know, the original lyrics for All Too Well were way too dark 
for the persona that she was being positioned to have. And I love that for her where she has gotten to this point in her career where she is just who she is. Like she can pretty much say whatever she wants and she's like, no, these are my words and I'm going to put them out there. And I really love that not just for her today, but even for that younger version of herself who really it feels like sometimes these songs were stifled when it was what she needed to put out there. Exactly. And I'm so glad that you said that because definitely for our first song, um, Mm -hmm. that's one of my comments that I have about it where it's the persona that she was supposed to put out there. You yes. know, by the record labels and the managers and all all those people. However, mm-hmm. in the vault tracks, it's really how she wanted to put it out. And just one th- quick thing before we get going, now that we have the All Too Well short film, mm-hmm. I really feel like All Too Well 10-minute version is the outline yes. of the album. And Definitely. then each song is like a little branch. That just yes. goes into the detail of those moments, which is brilliant. Yes. Oh, it is. It, it 100% is. And that just really goes to attest to her storytelling. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that – another point I wanted to make here is that at that time in 2012, that was very much in that media storm of Taylor Swift only talks about her ex-boyfriends. Exactly. And stuff. And people weren't appreciating her storytelling. But like it's very obviously was there. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that she has gotten to a point where she can showcase that. But I also think too that this album coming in that time where she was so under a microscope for what she sang about and, you know, really being kicked down just because of she was a young woman singing about relationships with which most young men sing about. Mm-hmm. That I think that, you know, the lyrics for like, I bet you think about me. Could you imagine if she released that? Oh my God. In 2012. I, I, think, I honestly think that it would have destroyed her career. It would have. And that's she what. Didn't have the power behind her yet. You know, like. No. Um, that's a ballsy song. It is a ballsy song and I love it. But like. I absolutely love that song. Yeah. But like, just because of where our society was. Women weren't allowed to sing about sing like that. No. You know, especially not somebody who's like that good girl attitude, right? Mm-hmm. And, and especially still like she was still positioned as being a country mm-hmm. pop star mm-hmm. in a weird way. You know, like it was kind of on that um, that cusp of you could feel her wanting to branch out into yeah. pop, which she did in mm-hmm. 1989. However, like – the tone of the older songs, you know, it still has a little bit of a country vibe to it. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this album is like such a turning point and an internal struggle Yeah. for her because you can just see this transition of what everyone else wants and how they see her versus what she wants and yeah. how she truly is. Yeah. And that just goes into, um, I you probably remember the post that she made when she announced that Red would be the next re-recorded version. And I love the way that she described it as this album's almost a metaphor for a broken heart. Yes. Where it's all over the place and, you know, it's happy, it's sad, it's angry, but it all ties together mm-hmm. in the end in this beautiful way that you're just like, how did you even pull this off? Because especially with the vault tracks, like you can figure out, oh, if she released these original 30, 30 songs, this one would be the first song, this one would be the last one, this one would be in the middle. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, I'm so glad that we're being gifted with 
what her original art was. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I, what a time to be alive. But before we start, what are you having to drink today? Uh, so I have I have multiple beverages going on right now. Nice, nice. Um, I am just finishing up a tea, which Good. is called Stress Reliever, which I thought was very appropriate for this show. Yes. Um, so this one has apple bits, hazelnut leaves, pumpkin bits, ginkgo leaves, nettle leaves, lemongrass, St. John's wort. Um, and it's just like a really nice light herbal tea. And, you know, you really do feel calm because we were mm -hmm. uh, doing something just before recording this episode mm -hmm. and I was like feeling a little too chill and I was just like, okay, I feel I like need to wake calm up enough now. Mm -hmm. I'm calm enough to approach red. Um, but I do, this is going to be a marathon. So it is. <laughs> I've also made a coffee. Good. And then just also based on how long this episode is going to be, I also have water. So I'm like well hydrated. I'm good to go. Good. What are you drinking, Rachel? You got those beverages going. Yes. I have my water bottle mm -hmm. because I don't know. I, I can't make it very long without it. And I have my immunity booster tea, Love which it. has those licorice bits in it because we had a little bit of a party last night, oh. uh, me and my boyfriend, because he passed his professional certification exam. Yay. So uh, needless to say, we – had a good amount of wine. So I feel fine. I just, you know, want to get my immunity back up. We also watched to celebrate um, number two and three of The Princess Switch. Oh, good. I Like those movies don't belong at Christmas, but like why did I love both of them? I know, right? They're just – they're one of those movies where like insert any time of the year and it works, mm -hmm. but they're like, mm -hmm. let's make it Christmas. I know. And it's so funny because you can just see the difference from like the first movie where they were like, oh, we've got a hit on our hands. And like the budget and the writing is just so much more superior <laughs> from like the first one. So it's very funny. I, I love watching those kind of things where they were just like, all right, the first one, it was okay. Kind of campy. The second one, they were just like, it's going to be intense. You're going to feel anxious, all of this stuff. And like in the third movie, why was I feeling something? Like, why did I cry? I know, right? And the thing is, I think it's really funny because um, like the, the two men, mm -hmm. their names escape me at the moment. Edward and Kevin. Yeah, them. Yeah. Um, they had like four lines in the third movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're not even in it. And even like with the second one, if I remember, like they weren't really in that one either. Yeah. It's really just Vanessa playing herself I know. three times. I know. I really hope that Vanessa is being paid accordingly for her three iconic roles. Like she should be like, I need three salaries because it's three roles. Thank you. Right? That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You got to, you know, and they're completely different people. I'm like, you know, pay her accordingly. Get your bag, girl. So yeah. um, Yeah. that I just had to share my thoughts on, on that because I know that you like them too. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So red. Are you ready? I am. Red Taylor's version. Let's go. All right. So we are starting off with song number one, State of Grace. And we're going to talk about the original version and the acoustic version in this one. Amazing. Where do we start? Huh. Well, why don't we just start off each one with just our favorite lyric or prose, shall okay. we say. So yes. I have um, two. Mm-hmm. And the first one is We Learn to Live with the Pain, Mosaic Broken Hearts. Nice. I love that one. Mm -hmm. And then obviously this is, I think, a favorite for a lot of people, but love is a ruthless game unless you play it good and right. Oh, yeah. That's a good line too. It's a good line. 
What about you? What are your favorites? So my favorite line is just twin fire signs for blue eyes. That is a good one too. I know. I just, oh, I don't know so what, good. It's, and it's just how she sings it. Yeah. That I'm just like, mm, like, I don't, like, I don't even have like a personal connection to it. I'm just like, she sounds so good. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts on it are, you know, it's a great opening song of what's it to is. come. Like I it think it, it really lays down the track. And this is going back to what we kind of first mentioned at the episode that I feel like the original pop track is what the label wanted. However, the acoustic version is how Taylor really feels. Mm-hmm. You know? I can see that. Yeah. I can like, see that. That was just kind of what I really had in my mind. And like, don't get me wrong. Love, love the pop version. It's a bop. Mm-hmm. But I think the true version of this song is the acoustic one. Mm-hmm. And I think if it was 2021 and Red was coming out for the first time, I think mm-hmm. that would be the one that would be the opening track. Those are, those are my thoughts. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know on that one, actually. I do I do see where, where you're coming from because it's very much like that is a Taylor, especially a 20, 2021 Taylor vibe. But I think that if it was the original acoustic, I think it would have been somewhere in the middle. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I, I used to be the same where when I first heard Red – in 2012, I loved the acoustic version more than the um, pop version, but now it's reversed for oh, me. Interesting for you. See, I'm I'm the opposite there, and I think it's because of the fact that, like, when I listened to this song, I interpreted as like she's laying down before the album really gets into it. What happened? Mm-hmm. So to me, how she has described, like, how she describes the story, is it's very fast. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was so intense and it was amazing and beautiful and sad and frustrating. And then it's over. Mm-hmm. No, so I think true. I think that that's how I interpret this song. And that's why I think that the faster version hits for me now mm-hmm. is because it's almost to me, this is so dramatic, but it's almost like a metaphor for life and relationships to me, where when you're going through it, it is that original acoustic version where you're like slowly processing your thoughts. Yeah. So and let, then let's maybe put it this way where like the original version yes. is um, like the experience. Yes. Yet the acoustic is the emotion. Yes. So and I think that state of grace, as we've said about this being a memory for us now, is almost like when I when you look back on that relationship, on that friendship, on any period of your life – you're like, oh, it was really just a blip in time. Right. So that's so dramatic, but that's <laughs> no, my I thoughts. Love that. I love that. And this is why we enjoy doing these kinds of episodes because like we don't think yes. the same on and how we interpret things. So it's mm-hmm. just so much fun to like hear almost the opposite opinion of of how the song is placed on the album. For sure. And I think too, it's just such a nice platform and way to you know, you're really like sometimes I'm like, oh, these are my thoughts on these songs. And then I actually start talking about it. I'm like, oh, where did that come from? Okay. <laughs> it's like you have such subconscious um, affection for some of the songs. It's very interesting. Yes. Yes. Anything yes. else on State of Grace? No, I don't. Okay. We're off to a good start. I like yes. that. <laughs> yeah. We are going to get caught up on a few songs. So that's why we're trying to like, you know, Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> we're already at 16 minutes and we've only talked about one. So <laughs> Hey, we're rolling. It's okay. We're rolling. Um, okay, next song, Red. 
my favorite line, loving him was like driving a new Maserati down a dead end street. Faster than the wind, passionate as sin, ending so suddenly. <laughs> That's my first opening favorite line. one too. The That's my first line. favorite. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, I have the same one uh, for my first favorite line. And can can I say why or do you want to? Of course. No, no, you okay. say why. I think um, it's, it's funny because as I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking about – you know, my appreciation for her albums and why you and I love folklore and evermore so much is the visual, the visual. Yes. Like all of her songs are in metaphors in those albums mm-hmm. where when I listened to Red as a, okay, how do I feel about this? How do I interpret this song? I was just like, this is where I feel like that started. I thought so too. Because it's very much like how did you put those words together and you know exactly what she's talking about? <laughs> and it yeah. goes it goes back to State of Grace where it's like it's passionate, it's intense, it's all this stuff, and it's over. Mm-hmm. With the opening line, I was just like, damn, that's where the visualization started. That's so cool. So Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Like, you know, Taylor Swift has always been a good storyteller, but like Mm-hmm. Now you can really feel her kind of honing in on that craft and and going further with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this song, always a bop for me. Yes. I absolutely loved it when it first came out. Like this was the song that defined Red for yep. me because again, like I didn't really pay much attention to the Red album. I was out too busy out living, you know. Yes. I was out. So this one, it just kind of like perfectly captures my thoughts on, mm-hmm. on like, you know, high school crushes and, yeah. you know, just things. New relationships. Like, yeah. Like maybe they weren't so deep, but at the time, you know, they were everything and they were just so like yeah. lustful and, and it burned bright and then it was gone. Yeah. So for me, that's, that's what red is. I agree. And, um, I, I have another favorite line and I don't know if you agree with this. I'm pretty, so it's more of a verse. Um, and it's remembering him comes in flashbacks and echoes. Tell mm. myself it's time now. Got to let go. But moving on from him is impossible when I still see it all in my head. Damn. That hits. That hits hard because like going to what you said is when you were in those relationships, it felt like everything. Mm-hmm. And you knew because like when you get heartbroken at that age, it sticks with you for a long time and you know that you need to move on and get over it and stuff. But you're – you know, you fall so hard yeah. at that age. You're not like, oh, I'm going to find somebody new because you haven't experienced that yet. This is just your first love that you play over and over and over again, almost unintentionally. And oh, I just, I so felt true. like that, that captures it so perfectly. Yes, it does. So feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was really feeling my 19 year old self re-listening to this I was just like ah same same like high school and like early university very much so yes so red she's a bop we love her Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm now we move into treacherous which is kind of I guess the first slower song in the album it's still a bit poppy and upbeat but it's more like a you know, it's swingy as opposed to like dancey. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And for me, um, oh, do we want to do our favorite lyric first? Sure. Um, so my favorite lyric is, I can't decide if it's a choice getting swept away. I hear the sound of my own voice asking you to stay. 
We have the same one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Although, and like, I just kind of like paraphrase mine a little. Like, I hear the sound of my own voice asking you to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, like, I think this is such a pretty song. Like, it's beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. And for me, it reminds me again, like, okay, there's going to be a lot of common themes in, in all of my yes. answers here and lyrics, but it reminds me of going after that, you know, bad boy, you know, oh, having yeah. the crush on the bad boy. And, you know that it's bad for you, mm-hmm. but you're like, I can't I, stop. I still want you because you haven't yes. learned yet. You know, you're just like, yeah, like you're so unattainable. And like, I want to go down this path with you. Yeah. Um, and you haven't been burned yet, but you kind of know, you already know that it's going to end badly. Yes. It's going to end real, real poor. So when she's like, this slope is treacherous, I, I like it. Mm-hmm is like exactly what you said is you're just like, oh, this is going to not go well at all, but it's fun. Yeah. You're like, I don't care. Yeah. And then, you know, then you get to like all too well (laughs) afterwards. You're like, oops. (laughs) But when you're in the moment and I think when you're at that age as well, because obviously she wrote this, a lot of this when she was like 21, 22. Yeah. And it's that feeling of like, you know, I don't want to say it this way, but it's the feeling of like, oh, I, I'm going to be the one that can fix him though. Oh, yes. And I, I actually was recently listening back to our favorite binges episode mm-hmm. and we were talking about all of the books and TV tropes and movie tropes where it was just like they go after the bad boy. Yes. And, you know, every girl, like there's just the one that can fix him. Right. Yeah. And I feel like this is very much that young mindset when we actually think we can. And then we're like, exactly. no, we can't. Then you get your heart broken and you're just like, all right, I'm going to be taking my leave now. <laughs> yes. So yeah, treacherous. That's. I feel like we have the same thoughts. Going right into, it really does flow so nicely too. I knew you this were This one really does. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. It's very fun. They feel like, um, you know, sister songs. Like it feels like treacherous is how it starts and I knew your trouble is how it ends. Oh, good point. Yes, I, yes. I agree with that. So um, my favorite line is uh, when the saddest fear comes creeping in that you never loved me or her or anyone or anything. I'm like, oh, burn. Oh, it hurts. Um, For the longest time, and I I didn't know she was saying saddest fear. I literally thought she was saying stratosphere. And I'm like, how did I? Okay, Okay, me too. Me too. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. I think because maybe – what I loved about her reimagining of this album is that everything is so clear. Yes. Like her voice is so clear where I think in the original, like it was more, um, her voice was almost mixed in too much with the instrumental that sometimes I couldn't, I couldn't really get the exact wording she was saying. So I I love it because it's when I'm listening back to all of them, not just this song, I'm like, oh, that's what you were actually saying. Okay. And we also now have like the amazing lyric videos as well. Because oh my like, god, I love I a good like lyric video. Every lyric video that has come out, I've been like, oh, that's what it says. <laughs> like, I was singing the wrong thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Do you have a favorite lyric? I have two. I've got two on this one. Um, okay. So first one is, and when I fell hard, you took a step back without me. <gasps> I know. Oh. And like, I never really <laughs> thought about it too much, but then when I was like kind of really thinking about the lyrics for this episode, I was just like, oh my god. Like, how true is that? That is such a true line. 
It is. Well, it's such a poppy. It's such a poppy part of the song that you don't actually hear what she's actually saying. Like, I would have loved if this was like a piano. Oh, my God. This this should be a song that's slow. Yeah. This would be so good. It's a slow song. Um, And then the next favorite line I have is, a new notch in your belt is all I'll ever be. (sighs) Why did you have to bring that one up? (laughs) You could tell where my head was at when I wrote these Yeah. Yeah. Um, As you can see, um, dating life was hard for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And literally, like, all I I wrote for the song was just like, you know, it's always bop. It's great. It is. I'd love to see it as like an acoustic song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think all I have to say is like, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. We don't need to be told again. We, we've we been there. We can leave it alone. We can. You know, let's all move on. It yes. would have it, it's a bop. Um, it hurts when you listen to the lyrics. That's all we need to know. So 22. 22. Okay. Your favorite line. My favorite line uh, is it was hard because it's such like a fun song that it's like just the it song was. itself. I love. Yeah. But I loved the line because it's such something I would say when I was 22 is it feels like one of those nights you look like bad news. I got to have you. (laughs) (laughs) You have the same one? I do. I do. I literally have you look like bad news. I have to have you. We're literally the same person sometimes. (laughs) And like um, my note on that is this was just the epitome of me in my early 20s. Yeah. (laughs) At the clubs. It was just me. Yeah. That was just me. That's who I was. Yeah. This was when she really started to like own her dating life. Like obviously things did not go that well, but like she was out there. She was saying it, you know, she's a young 20s woman. She is going to go out and have fun and she's within her right to do that. Absolutely. Because we're all doing it. Exactly. So obviously the media was really, really hard on her for that. And mm-hmm. I wish that we could erase that period from her history, but we can't. Um, but it's just, it feels like it just encapsulates what it is like to be 22 for everyone. And that's what is so amazing about it is it's like, you know, it's a 12, it's like a 10 year old song, but you still, everyone still plays it. Yep. On their 22nd birthday. And that's oh, yeah. just like, I totally the- did the power that this woman has. And I feel like almost like 22 is kind of where it started to really take hold because it's mm-hmm. very, it's almost like, um, it feels like a predecessor to 1989. It does. Almost like it has preview. a, yeah, it has a very 1989 vibe to me with still a bit of that country twang in the original. She she d- does it more poppy in the revised version, but yeah. Yeah, I found this whole album, like with the exception of a few songs, like, they were much more pop than yes. I feel like. And I feel like that's how she wanted them to be. Yes. I definitely think that she um, she was moving on to a yeah. new – because it's almost like the more country-sounding songs on this album, it doesn't seem like she was that excited about them. No. Like they feel more like one-off tracks. So I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah. No, actually, I, I do. I do agree with that. So, yeah, we, we'll talk about that a bit more, but um, we're getting into, uh, I think, because All Too Well comes after I Knew You Were Trouble, but we're saving that to the end, right? Oh, yeah. yeah we cannot. Okay. No. No. That, that's no. an end. That's a closer. Yeah. So we're, we're mostly going to fo- focus on the 10-minute version, which I think is okay. So uh, jumping into I Almost Do, which is uh, – that was a hard song for me, actually. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, it wasn't hard to find a favorite lyric, but it was definitely a um, – I didn't like the memories <laughs> that came up when I listened to it. No, me and neither. Mine is 
part of a verse and it's a bit long, so bear with me. Okay. Um, so this just feels like uh, it, it, this, this is me at 20, 21, 22. You think I either moved on or hate you because each time you reach out, there's no reply. I bet it never, ever occurred to you that I can't say hello to you and risk another goodbye. <sighs> Even as I say that, I'm just like, uh. And I know, I know exactly who you have in your head. Yeah. For that one. And oh, my God. Yeah. It's so applicable. Yeah. It's so applicable. And it's just like, this is what I mean about a memory is mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't feel that way anymore like I've moved on completely in a happy relationship and stuff but when I hear that song it's such a visceral memory feeling that exact same way just it never really leaves no you know it's just like it's it's part of you and I think that's what this album does so well is it's just like the record for every broken heart ever and no matter when you listen to it you can understand it true so true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your turn because I, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> All right. So for mine is, I just want to tell you it takes everything in me not to call you. That Yep. That one too. Mm-hmm. And then I have a second one as well. Okay. Um, I hope sometimes you wonder about me. Oh, that one too. I Yeah, yeah. I can – I know what – yeah, I can see why that would be your favorite. Yeah. So like I, I'm crazy. Yeah about this song. I love it. I love it. It's a um, great song. It didn't get enough love in no, my brain. It, it did not. Um, so I'm glad it came back around. And for me, it just like perfectly captures me in a certain relationship in my early 20s mm-hmm. um, because so many times I wanted to go back and I wanted to respond. Yeah. But I literally had to stop because yeah. I knew, you know, it was never going to be anything. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I had to let it go and it took a very long time and it was hard. Mm-hmm. And even in the odd chance, I think we can both relate on this that it wasn't going to last even if it became something because you didn't merge on your values when you were first seeing them. Why would you now? Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that's a rough one. Mm-hmm. That's a rough one. So um, are we good? <laughs> I think we're good. We can move on. Uh, we're, we're good. We're yeah, good. We're, we're, we're good. saving all the tears for later. So. Um, we are never, ever getting back together. Oh, that's such a bop. It's so silly, but it's so fun. And I have so many memories of this song. Yes. Now this song, this one's a bit of a double-edged sword for me. So my favorite line is, um, because it's so fun, literally because it's such a fun line, is we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) I just love that line. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, this is also my boyfriend's favorite song to sing ironically. Oh, I, I can definitely see that. I can yeah. imagine he likes the wee. <laughs> oh, you should hear him sing it. It's <laughs> yeah, He's not here right now, so we are not going to get him to sing it. Or no. he'll be scarred for life. Um, okay. So, you know, it's always a bop. But this is actually one of the reasons why I didn't listen to the Red Album, this song. Okay. Because okay. – the radio overplayed it that's so true. much mm-hmm. that I got like really sick of listening to it. And that's why I kind of like just didn't pay any attention to mm-hmm. the rest of the Red Album because it's like it's a fun song, but it's not a strong song. No, it's just a fun like this is the single you put yeah. this song out. But I wonder if because at that time you had your iPod, right? Mm-hmm. So you could download the songs, but mo- primarily you listen to the radio. Yeah. Where now, like 
I maybe listen to the radio if my phone dies. Yeah, if I'm in the car and I just need a change or want to listen to the news, mm-hmm. I, I turn on the radio. Yeah, so like the only time any song by Taylor is getting overplayed is if I'm willingly choosing to do it. So yes. I wonder if now the appreciation, not just for her albums, but for albums by any artist are more appreciated because you can digest it in the way that you want to, as opposed to it being drilled down your throat kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's not like the labels and the disc jockeys who are saying like, this is the single, like you're going to like yeah. this song. You know what? Maybe I don't mm-hmm. like that song, which I didn't yeah. really like this song that much. Yeah. Like I thought it was fun. I thought the music video was like a little odd. Um, yeah. And that's why I kind of just skipped over this whole album because I was just mm-hmm. like, eh, if this is the whole album, like I'm not really for it. Yeah. It feels almost like it's the more G-rated version of I Bet You Think About Me. Mm, true. Yes. Where like this was the one that it has it has um the energy of that song, mm-hmm. but without the more intense stuff. Yeah. Like it's sassy, but it's not like pointing any fingers. Hmm. Hmm. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think that's my thoughts on it. Is just it feels like what was selected as that single over. I bet you think about me because it was more tame. Yeah, she could not release. I bet you think about me on the original. No album. way. That, that would be a career destroyer. It would. But my before we move on is my favorite lyric, just because I find it funny. Is uh, and you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than mine. Always a fun song. Always a fun song. Um, okay. Stay, stay, stay. I don't have a lot of thoughts. Super cute. Super Very cute. cute. Very cute. It's not one of my favorites, I'm going to be honest. Um, yeah. But it's a good time. And it reminds me a lot of like my own boyfriend because he's so playful. Yeah. And it gets me going because I can be so serious. Mm-hmm. And, and also Taylor's laugh at the end is just pure serotonin. It is. So I think um, I kind of feel the same way because that's definitely what my boyfriend's like too. And just the first verse where it's like when you came in wearing a football helmet and said, okay, let's talk. <laughs> I love It's like, I love, it. I love it so much. It's so funny. Yeah. So like my favorite line from the song is I've been loving you for quite some time. You think yeah. that it's funny when I'm mad, but I think yeah. it's best that we both stay. Like I just, it's fun and it just reminds it me fun. of my own relationship. Yeah. Though so this this one, as I was mentioning, where it felt like um, kind of the country sounding songs at the time were kind of like the odd one out. Yes. Toss away song. That's what I was thinking about. And I don't mean to say that in like it's a, not a good song. It, it is. It's really fun. But it definitely feels like one of those ones where she's like, okay, hey, I still need to have some of the country twang. So here we go. Here's Here it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Are we good on that one? I think so. I think we can move on. All right, to the last the la- time. The last time. Where was this song? Where has it been my whole life? I love this song. The last time walked so exile could run. It's so true. And so I stand true. by that. I stand by that statement. It yeah. was iconic. And just like the back and forth of the vocals mm. and the verses. Like I don't love duets because sometimes it feels like it doesn't add much. Because it's just like they're they're kind of singing a song that one person could sing, where like I love this song, and it's the same similar reason why I love Exile was like it needed to be a duet because there are two perspectives and they are bouncing off each other. It's a conversation. It is, and it's this just- song, and I think some of the things that are said um, 
it it's almost about like what Taylor is hoping yes. that the person this is sung about is is thinking as well. Yes. Very much like the exile song where it's that going back and forth of, you know, put me on a pedestal and mm-hmm. and they're they're both being shown the door. Yes. So oh boy, my favorite lyric mm-hmm. is and this one hits hard and it's you find yourself at my door just like all those times before. You wear mm, your best yes. apology, but I was there to watch you leave. Oh, and that when I think of that, I picture those relationships that it's on and off all the time and it's toxic and you're together one minute, broken up the next, and they keep coming back. Even though with your best intentions in mind, you're like, okay, I know I shouldn't do this. You mm-hmm. keep going back and it culminates in this song where you're just like, literally, when are you going to have me at the top of your list? Like, when am I going to be your priority? When you've gone through relationships in your early 20s, where a lot of the times there are situations out there where guys treat you kind of like um, the pretty thing on their arm. You're not really the priority. This really hurts. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And um, for my favorite lines, I I have that same one, like, you break my heart in the blink of an eye. You wear your best apology, but I was there to watch you leave. Um, And then for me, also just the chorus. I think it's so beautiful. And and just to what you were saying there, um, you know, this is the last time I'm asking you this. Put my name on the top of your list. This is the last time I'm asking you why. And I don't know. It's just that heartbreak. Like you can just feel that this is the moment of the heartbreak. Yeah. And just that feeling of, um, you know, in those relationships that are on and off, it's such whiplash Mm -hmm. that it's just like eventually, especially if it's toxic where you've been manipulated or gaslighted and stuff and you're just, you're breaking down and you're just like, why do you keep doing things that you know are going to hurt me? Yeah. And then like looking back, it's just like, okay, clearly this person doesn't love you. Yeah. Because people who love you don't want to hurt you. Exactly. And that's a hard, that's a hard realization. It's a hard lesson to learn, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, damn. Holy just like, <laughs> I know. As we're going through these, I'm just like, geez, are you guys okay? <laughs> are you fine? Uh, yeah. Know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of these. <laughs> so, Holy Ground is so fun. I, I think she did, Um, I think it was a piano version of this song in the 1989 era. I think you've probably seen it where it's like just her solo performance where she did like everything acoustic. Yes. Um, that I loved it. Uh, and my favorite line is, we blocked the noise with the sound of I need you. And for the first time I had something to lose. Ooh, Which is such an innocent line in a mm-hmm. way because it's like, it's just, it's your first love. It's absolutely everything. And you're just like, suddenly you're like, oh, like if this go if this goes away, what what do you do? Yeah. And then my second favorite is I guess we fell apart in the usual way. Oof. I know. I know it hurts, but so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same thing, like fun song and you are you like it it really is that first love and you're just remembering like finding who the people are like who that person is and and how you fit together so my favorite line is back to a first glance feeling on new york time back when you fit my poems like a perfect rhyme oh i love that i know and i just thought it was such a beautiful and pretty line because Mm -hmm. we get into these crushes and in these new relationships and it's kind of like we we map it all out 
Mm -hmm. right? And we find everything like, oh, we fit so well together here. We fit so well together here. And it's such a a fun moment Mm -hmm. before anything happens. Yeah. You know, like whether it works out, great. But I feel like in these early times, it doesn't. And and you just kind of look for those things to hold on to. Yeah. And and even when um, I think high school loves are a great Mm -hmm. example for the song because and and university um, Mm -hmm. can't exclude that because, you know, you're all on the same schedule. You're all on the same like stage of life Mm -hmm. where when someone goes off to school or takes a new job in a different city, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's that's the reason why the relationship fails. Yeah. And when you look back on it, it was just like, oh, we used to fit together, you know? Yeah. Fit my poems like a perfect rhyme. And and now you don't. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like a really happy song. So I don't know why we're talking about it in such a somber way. But when you really break the lyrics down, it's it sad. is that just like thinking back and being like, oh, what a what a fun that was. It was so great. Like yeah. I know I look back on some of my high school crushes and school crushes and I'm just like – Oh my God. Like, okay. One, what was I thinking? But also, yes, like, like, that's true. I remember <laughs> thinking of like, oh, I was so happy because I was like so hopeful. And I was just like, I probably never even talked to them my whole life, but mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, but what the what ifs, you know, what could be? And I feel like that that's just one of these songs. Yeah. I, I feel like too, that I love that line as well. Cause it feels like such a metaphor for growing up, mm-hmm. you know, when she's saying you used to fit in my poems, like a perfect rhyme. When I hear that, I think of like, you know, even if it was an intense relationship where it's like you've been together for a year and stuff, but then you grow up mm-hmm. and you grow apart and you have to like leave that person for whatever reason. And that's almost when I think that's why this song is so hopeful because it's not necessarily like this relationship ended in like from how I'm perceiving it in, you know, tragedy and sadness mm-hmm. and anger. Mm-hmm. It's just like we just grew apart, but it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I think that that's such a song that, you know, it's so nice to look back at as an adult who's experienced it and has seen it happen. I know it's not that easy when you're going through it, but like it just, it captures that innocent, we're going to get married and be together forever love. And then also that acceptance later of we just grew apart. We weren't, we aren't the same people. And that's okay. You can still, you can still love that person and that time without being with them. Yeah. And actually, okay, this just popped into my head, but okay, I know I've referenced Eat, Pray, Love before on this show. Um, I'm pretty sure it was also in the folklore episode, Um, but it was that moment when, you know, Liz was up on on the roof and picturing her her wedding dance with her ex-husband and uh, she she tells him, you know, miss me, send me Mm -hmm. love and light every time you think of me and drop it. Yeah. And I, yeah. I did, that just came into my mind and I feel like that fits this song and, and this album as mm-hmm. well in, in some yeah. songs, you know. Um, but just, you know, not everything has to be in a place of like, oh, we're not together, so I hate you. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be about that. It can be just simply like, that was a moment in time and mm-hmm. I treasure it forever. Yeah. So then now we're moving into one that's actually really sad. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we were hopeful and now we're just broken. So sad, beautiful, tragic. I feel like this This song song, grew on me. This this was one of those slow burns. I don't think I would have appreciated it in the original. But now I'm just like, damn, it's a good song. Yeah. I feel like this had a home on Evermore. 
Yes. For sure. Not necessarily yes. folklore, but Evermore, definitely. And I have two favorites. Mm-hmm. So the first one, this one, who kind of relates back to what I was saying and I almost do. It's, and you've got your demons and darling, they all look like me. Mm, good one. So that one hits hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, the next one is part of the bridge, which is kiss me, try to fix it. Could you just try to listen? Hang up, give up. For the life of us, we can't get back. And I have I, the same one. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's my favorite because it feels like um it it's a it feels like a conversation. Yes. You know, it's sort of like that desperate, like, um, you know, when it does end poorly and that last conversation where it's like there's so much like physical intimacy, like you're so physically passionate, but it's not gonna work and like you're yelling at them because they're not listening to you or they're not mm-hmm. trying to understand. And you're just like it's oh like you just kind of give up. And it's broken. And I think that that it's, – it's such a short part of the song, but I'm that's what gives me the most feelings. Yes, I totally agree. So I also have the kiss me, try to fix it. Could you just try to listen? Also brings me back to Exile. Yes. Where they're having that conversation of, you know, um, y- you never tried. And, yeah. and everything in that last bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my other – line that I really love is in dreams I meet you in warm conversation and we both wake in lonely beds different cities and time is taking its sweet time erasing you why'd you have to bring that one up (laughs) I'm sorry but this one goes back to the relationship that I'm (laughs) it's coming up quite often yeah Um, and it it really is that focus on time Mm -hmm. where like time heals all wounds but man it takes a long time it does. Yeah. It does. So that and made me really think about that where yeah. it took it took a very long time, like years, to mm-hmm. finally have it not be somewhere in my mind. Yeah. And I think um going to the line of in dreams I meet you in warm conversation, I'm gonna get like a little woo-woo mm-hmm. here for a second, but like on a person personality level in these relationships, like once they're over, you're you're most likely not gonna get to a point where you could talk to each other. No, you never have that closure. Where, like, I like to think that, you know, in in dreams, you kind of have like you can work through things. Yes, in your dreams, and this is like the that that line just reminds me of those times where I had to interpret things and process through my dreams, and that feeling of forgiveness of that on some level, I think this person forgives me. Yes, and and going back to your woo-woo there because this is kind of relevant for me even last night when I yep. was sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a dream about someone. Oh, boy. Yeah. And it wasn't Dude. like – it was just like, you know. It's just random nice. dream. Yeah. yeah, it was just a random dream and kind of the woo-woo thing when like um, people pop up in your dreams, it's that they're thinking about you too. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I was just reading too much into the lyrics last night when I was writing them down, but I was just like, oh my God, like, did that person think about me and that's why they popped up in my dream last night? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just- No, I, I know what you're saying. I'm glad, there, you know? I'm, I'm glad you worded it that way because that's kind of what I was trying to say. Okay, perfect. Yeah. It's like, I, I like to believe that even though on a more personality, physical level, you might never be able to talk to that person again- your souls come together in those moments 
typically through dreams and you can forgive each other. Yes. Is what I like to think. <laughs> yes. So for this song, like kind of going back to what we said about Holy Ground, um, it it's really a song that's a memory. Yeah. And it's just remembering as a moment in time. So where Holy yeah. Ground is remembering as like a wonderful time mm-hmm. and just dropping it. Uh, sad, beautiful, tragic. Tra- wow. Sad, <laughs> beautiful, tragic is remembering it as a sad time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very sad. It's beautiful yes. though. I beautiful it's song. gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, so the lucky one. I right. love the lucky one. I love this song. So I, I have lots of thoughts on this song, especially yeah. after the lyric video came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite line is because now my name is up in lights, but I think you got it right. Yeah. And this also pulls me back to the lakes yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little little precursor to the lakes. And I think very much that this song, you know, maybe not at the time when she wrote it. Yeah. But possibly. Like I see a lot of parallels. Um, but I really think it's about Britney Spears. That's a, that's interesting. Yeah. Did, oh, did you not cool. have the same thought? I thought you were no. going to have the same thought as me on this. Oh, okay. No. Okay. I always I always interpret it because I always think that Taylor's very mature mm-hmm. for her age. And I think she ha- she rose to fame so quickly that I could see her starting to have these feelings at that time. Okay. Interesting. So, yes, continue, continue. Okay. So one of the reasons why – okay, there's a couple. In the lyric video, there is Taylor who's brushing her hair looking in – a mirror like she's getting ready to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, Britney Spears has a song called Lucky, which I absolutely okay. love that song. Everyone go listen to it after the show. I do love that song. Yeah. And there is a scene where Britney is sitting in front of the same type of vanity doing her hair. Yes. Cool. So it's very much a parallel. And also, fun fact, the re-release of Red came out the same day that Britney Spears' conserv- conservatorship ended. That's such an interesting coincidence, actually. So, and when I say, like, I don't know if the song was originally about this, but I think now, um, I think the song is kind of an ode to Britney. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like in the video, they're very parallel. And also, this album came out a few years after Britney's breakdown. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, she kind of, like, stopped performing and, and got out of show business and stuff. So there's just a lot of parallels in the lyrics. Interesting. And um, I think Taylor can understand why she broke mm-hmm. down. I think she oh, can definitely. very much understand why that happened to Britney because, you know, Britney also rose to fame at a very young age. She was one of the first, not okay, not the first, but like the first in that modern day of like um, television and, and being everywhere. And being well, on she the was she was the princess of pop. Like yeah, like, she was I everything. Loved I loved Britney when I was a kid, and I think Taylor went through the very similar thing. Mm-hmm. And it was you know everyone wanted to climb and yeah. be famous, but then when they actually got there, and Taylor saying you know my name is up in lights now, but you got it right by leaving, yeah, by saving yourself and getting the hell out, you know, yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I love this song. Mm-hmm. Because I love Britney Spears. <laughs> I love it. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Like, I just, I love too how even if it's not about that, that her music can just be taken and you can be like, you, it can be interpreted in so many ways. Yes. Yeah. Which so I find everyone, is so cool. Yeah. So, like, definitely go listen to the song Lucky by Britney Spears and then 
um, and watch the music video and then watch the lyric video of the lucky one. Interesting. And I think you'll get a whole new perspective of it. Cool. All right. So my favorite lyric is, and they tell you that you're lucky, but you're so confused because you don't feel pretty. You just feel used. Mm, good line. So I think maybe I might take, because I, I interpret this song in a lot of ways. A lot of the time I feel like it's about her experience of rising to fame as well. Because mm -hmm. sometimes like I like to think, because she has such an appreciation for like the the early decades, like the, you know, like 40s through 60s kind yes. of thing like that old Hollywood that I always had thought that she was talking about like one of like the old Hollywood actresses. Oh, of course. Or something. But I also think if we keep interpretations in line of relationships, another way that I interpret this line is um, like, you know, when you are like 18, 19 and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're successful and getting the bad boy. Yes. Who like I think probably why this sticks out to me is because like I was in a sorority right. where there was like there was always that guy that like in the fraternity that like every girl wanted mm -hmm. for like no reason. But like he was a complete asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that feeling of, you know, once you get them, but you are basically the pretty thing that they bring with you. Yeah. And, you know, like it's it's almost like an outside look. It's like people are outside looking in on your relationship being like, oh, this is the person that everybody wanted. You're so lucky. Yes. And you're just like, okay, but all I'm being – all I'm doing is being carted around and being like, this is my girlfriend. So mm -hmm. I think that's where that line of like you don't feel pretty, you just feel used hits me in that way where it's like that – feeling of it's the promise that something was going to be amazing but it's not yeah no I love that interpretation I think that's a really good one so yeah like I think um like I might have just been reading it a bit too much but like when I hear that line I feel like you can really take what she's saying and put it in a Hollywood story all the way down to like your high school romance you know yes yes and I and I also agree on your your Hollywood interpretation where I think this song is like dedicated to all the women who mm -hmm. came before her. Yes. Who went through this because, you know, old Hollywood, it very much was like the studios owned you. You mm -hmm. had to do everything they said, even your look and your name. Yes. Um, all went down to the studio's decision. You had no choice of your own. Like if yes. you were going to be in a movie that they told you to be in, you were in that movie. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it was just so glamorized. But really, the life of it was not that glamorous. Exactly. So I do think I think it's like kind of a love song to those mm -hmm. women. And I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. Everything has changed. I, I don't have a lot of thoughts on this one. No, me neither. Gotta love a Ed and Taylor collab, yes. though. Yeah. But my, my favorite line is, all I know is we said hello. Your eyes look like coming home. <laughs> I have the same one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I don't really, I don't really have it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's just a moment in a loving relationship. Like that's why it I is. love it. I really don't have anything else to say about it. Yeah. No. I think like the song speaks for itself. It does. It's, it's a very. It's a just a very beautiful song about falling in love, and yes. I love that. So, yeah. Starlight. Starlight. I love the chorus because it's just fun. This is just a fun. It's song. so fun. I think that Starlight was slept on as one of the hits. Like, yeah, like this should have been a single. 
Yeah, like I I think 22 had to be a single, but I could have seen Starlight swapped out with um We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. Yeah. Yeah, like I think this should have been and, the one that was played. Yeah, and I was looking at the lyrics last night and I just found it so cool because I didn't really understand like I didn't um you know when she's talking about the boardwalk? Yes. I didn't know I thought she was saying Barbie. So <laughs> I didn't know that she was saying Bobby. And it reminds me so much of like a predecessor to the last great American dynasty where she like just literally I think I read where she just saw a picture from the 40s and just like wrote this song. I love it. And I'm just like, yes, girl, she could do the storytelling even then. Don't tell me she couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is definitely just like um, an early version of what American dynasty. Yes. Became. Yes. So um, I love the. It's so funny. I think it's the bridge where she's basically like, uh, we can get married, have 10 kids, and teach them how to dream. I love that part. Me too. It's so it's fun. So fun. It's so fun. And I also like the line where she's like, don't you see the starlight, starlight? Don't you dream impossible things? Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like – Very hopeful oh, song. It's such a hopeful song. And I don't know. I, I just love it. I love it for her. So Begin again. Begin again. Love this song. This is this is also yes. like this is this kind of same kind of song where it's like um I almost do. Mm-hmm. To me, like these are very strong songs and they really do hit me now. Yes. As an older adult. So my favorite lines are he didn't like it when I wore high heels, but I do. Turn yes. the lock and put my headphones on. He always said he didn't get this song, but I do. Yes. Love that. And then I also love the chorus. It's a good chorus as well. So you throw your head back laughing like a little kid. I think it's strange that you think I'm funny because he never did. I've Mm. been spending the last eight months thinking all love ever does is break and burn and end. But on a Wednesday in a cafe, I watch it begin again. And um, spoiler, this is pretty much the first date that I had with my boyfriend. Oh, I love that. And that that just makes me think of it so hard. Like, because like, you know, he laughs at my jokes and um, I was spending probably the last eight months yeah, being kind of broken about mm-hmm. what happened before. And and we did meet in a cafe. <laughs> we had our first Cute. date in a cafe. <laughs> I love it. That's so nice. Yeah. My, my favorite line is, and for the first time, what's past is past. Mm, good one. And I think um, – because this was not like what my first date was with my boyfriend. But I, I like to look at this song as, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it turns into a relationship. Like if this person's going to be your next boyfriend or something. This song is just like, I feel like it's that moment when you decide, okay, I'm going to put go out on a limb after a relationship ends and go on a date again. And yes. feel that excitement. And yeah. I think as an adult, I appreciate it as well. Because when, you know, when it first came out and I was listening to this song, I was still in that heartbreak. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking. I was like, we're going to be together I, somehow. Yeah, I swear. We're, we're still going to get back together. Where like being an adult, it's like looking back over time. I've had those begin again moments so many times. And it just – it shows that no matter what and no matter how hard something is, you will get through to the other side and you will have that moment again. Yes. And I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. And and for me, like um, 
for the first time in a relationship, I learned to just be myself, which yes. uh, our listeners are going to hear in a couple months us really talk about that on the episode that we do with Preeti on her podcast. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I learned to just be me and he liked me. Yeah. And that was like groundbreaking to my little young self. That makes me um, so happy. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this song? No, it's just, okay. it's beautiful and it's hopeful. It I love and it. like what an ending to the original album before the deluxe <sighs> version. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that's what I love about this album is like, you know, we talk about the 10 minute version of all too well being the outline mm-hmm. for the album, but like you really go through the whole relationship from beginning to end in that yep. original track list. And I think that's so cool. Absolutely. So uh, the moment I, I knew, knew. I cried. I cry every I can't, time. I can't get through the song without crying. So my favorite line is, and it was like slow motion standing there in my party dress in red lipstick it. So my favorite line is, and it was like slow motion standing there in my party dress in red lipstick with no one to impress. And they're all standing around me singing happy birthday to you. I cry every time. Yeah. Every time. I cannot sing this song. I can't mm-hmm. sing half the songs on this album because they all make me cry. But this mm-hmm. is one that I actually choke up on. Yeah, I, I do too. And um, when I think of this song, because like I, I, I do hear a lot of my relationships in a lot of these. And I have a very specific memory for my favorite line and how I interpret this song in it. And what do you do when the one who means the most to you is the one who didn't show? I knew that was going to be your favorite one because I always think about yes. you when I hear that line. And like I have a couple reasons, but the one visceral memory that I have is um, when I went a relationship uh, was sort of in between and it felt like it was falling off mm-hmm. um, and the person just stopped talking to me. Yes. But for no reason. Like, I know that this is very much a experience um, where it's, like, at an event, but I felt this when that was happening to me where it felt like I was abandoned. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just – it felt like it was that moment of acceptance of this is actually over. Yeah. So, yeah, that line – that's why that line hits me. Yeah. So, yeah, my heart just breaks for Taylor – in mm-hmm. the song because it's such a good visual. Um, it is. Again, like just a testimony of to her storytelling power. And I just want to say, this is another song when she says happy. It's not happy. You know it's not going to be happy. Like we have happiness and we have um, you all over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh gosh, there's another one. And we were happy. Yeah. Like, oh man. If there's happy in it, you just know it's not. You know, know. it's sad. And I think um, it's interesting because this was a deluxe track on the original. And uh, just going through like her vault tracks and stuff, this is like the one song that got a little bit darker and more mm-hmm. emotional and is the only one that made it onto the album. Yes. And actually, this song didn't hit me too hard mm-hmm. until – the All Too Well short film came out. Yes. Because this gave the background visual of when Sadie was sitting at her birthday mm-hmm. party. Yes. 
it's just it's too much. Um, it's too much. It's too much to I cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> glad that my uh, young dating life was tragic enough that that's the line that you think of me. Right. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We've moved past it, guys. That's why yeah, we can we're talk good. about these things. We are um, good. Come Back, Be Here. Is I like this song. I think it's fun. I love the bridge. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I like this song. It's not one of my favorites. I'll be honest. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite. Um, maybe because it hits a little too close for me sometimes. Because I was in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend for many years. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is something I'm still working through. And uh, fair, you know, haven't sat down to process all of my feelings towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my favorite song is, and this is when the feeling sinks in, and I don't want to miss you like this. Yeah. 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 Like, it just, yeah. I think it just brings me back to when we were long distance and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just missing someone and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it because you're just literally, you have to be in different places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my favorite line is, um, this is falling in love in the cruelest way. This is falling for you and you are worlds away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Again, when I hear this, I think of a very specific moment in my life where this, you know, it it didn't amount to anything, but um, when I was traveling once, I sort of like had a little flirtation romance with somebody that I met on that trip. I remember. And, oh, yeah, you do. And these two lines uh, reminds me of when we had to leave. Ooh, Yeah. You know, where it's just like you you don't know how it's going to work and it's not going to, to be totally honest, in that moment when you don't live in the same country. But it's almost like that moment of there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just falling and that's and you got to deal with it. Yeah. It's like you have literal physical yeah. distance of between you. Yeah. So I think that that just, um, you know, I wouldn't. Like I don't even – I wouldn't apply this song to the rest of the relationship, but that lyric at its, in its own, in it, like mm-hmm. standing on its own, just brings me back to that moment and that feeling of like, you know, oh boy, like what do you do now? Yeah. So, yeah. So there we go. You guys are learning so much about our dating life today. <laughs> <laughs> as, as usual. As usual, like at this point, I'm pretty sure this podcast knows more about my relationships and dating than some of my friends do. So, I, I think so, and I think if any of our listeners um, listen to the disaster dates episode, I feel like they're going through a mean like I know who that is. I, I know, know that's about. <laughs> yes. Okay. Are we good? We good on yeah, that we're one? We're good. Yeah. Let's move on to Girl at Home. Every club in the world needs to play this song. Okay. Why is I it feel a like bop would, now? It's a freaking bop. I absolutely love the electro pop version mm-hmm. of this song. And yeah, like I feel like we'd have a lot less broken hearts yes. if clubs played this song. Yes. My favorite line, and it's so funny to me, is I just want to make sure you understand perfectly you're the kind of man who makes me sad. <laughs> like, yes, Taylor, you tell him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For me, I found it really hard to pick a line because like, the whole song just kind of flows. It's just and such it's just a, bop. a bop. 
just such a bop. And like, I just love the chorus. I'm not going to read the whole chorus out because it's kind of yes. long because we all know the chorus. Um, I just think it's a good time. Yeah. But it's like such truth. Like, I know. Damn you, all you shit boys who I are know. just like going out. You've got girls at home and you're cheating and shame on you. Shame on shame. you. Shame. Um, the, the sound of this electro pop version though, and I don't, people will probably have to like go listen to this uh, uh, song to maybe get my meaning here. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever heard the very popular song, um, uh, Video Killed the Radio Star by The Buggles. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It has the same like beat and vibe to it. And I like, love it. The, the lyrics are not related in any sense, but just like kind of the sound kind of mm-hmm. sounds the same. And I was just like, I don't know why. Like whenever I hear the song, I kind of think of that song too. Yeah. And I think like um, you can tell me if you agree or not, but I feel like I didn't like this song when it originally came out. And I think no. now it's because of the fact that I think this is what she wanted it to sound like. Yes. But it was kind of like stay, stay, stay. It was put into that, but it still needs to sound kind of country. Right. Because vibe. it's an upbeat song. So like an yes. upbeat song, I feel like in the country genre, still needs to have a bit of that twang to yeah. it or else it is pop. And they were still trying to tell Taylor like, no, you're country. Yeah. So I think that's – it's almost – I think that's why I love this song now is because it feels mm-hmm. like, again, reclaiming her art and being like, nope, this is what it was supposed to be. Here you go. Yeah. And it also um, reminds me from the Reputation album mm-hmm. of Gorgeous. Yes. Just that like really out there, like I'm just stating exactly what's on my mind. Yeah. Um, and that and like they're both bops. So – I see a lot of parallels in in these songs here. Yeah. And I, I think too, um, why uh, just I wanted to say like why I think that this is what it was supposed to sound like is this was on the original deluxe version. She changed no other instrumental on any of the other songs that she did. No, no. This like is it's the only pure. one. It's more pure on other songs, but this is the – she rearranged it. Yeah. So I'm like I think she wanted it. This is what she wanted. Yeah. And I think that that is – you go, girl. Like, love you. <laughs> Absolutely. So heading into the vault tracks. Uh, okay. Oh, so man. the first one is Ronan. Um, I I can't. and I, I just can't. Now, is this song – is this song actually a vault track? Or was it already up it before? Is. It's It's technically a vault track. It, was, it wasn't okay. on an album before. Um. And but I, she had I, sang it before. Yes, she had sang yes. it before. Okay. And it was like a standalone single. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's beautiful. It's such a good, like, it's just, I'm I'm, I'm so glad that she did this for that yeah. family. Um, yeah. I'm not going to try to interpret it or put nope. my view on lyrics. We know exactly what it's about. And yes. um, for me, like, when I listened through uh, Taylor's version of Red – this was the first time I was hearing this song. Um, yes. And at first I was just like, oh, like what, what, like who is she singing about? Like I was, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. Um, and so, you know, I Googled mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Um, it's very sad. And, <laughs> and then when I saw the lyric video, a little piece of me died that day. 
I I can't. I can't watch I it. I was sobbing. I was literally yeah. sobbing. I was sitting at my desk sobbing. Um, and I feel like with this video, yes, it's Taylor's voice. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I hear his – like like I see his mother yeah. singing the song. Um, yeah. So I have two favorite lines I want to pull from. Rachel, I'm not sure if you actually pulled any lines uh, from this one. I, I didn't. I have a really hard time with yeah. this song that I – Oh, yeah. I had to read through the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Like I listened to it a bit when the album first came out, but it's just like I can't even make it through the first chorus. So <laughs> – yeah. Oh, no. It's so heartbreaking. But so. I do my, – my one favorite is Come On Baby With Me, We're Gonna Fly Away. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, so come on, baby, we're gonna fly away from here. I love that song; like it's, it, it's so good. And then um, at the very end of the song is, um, "What if the miracle was even getting one more moment with you?" Mm-hmm. Just so heartbreaking. I, I like. I don't even have anything else to say about that song. It's just a heartbreak. No, no. Um, yeah, my heart goes out to that family, and I, yeah, yep. Okay, better man. Better man. Ooh, so originally sung by Little Big Town. Yes. And I loved this song when Little Big Town released it. Like I absolutely loved it. Listened to it over and over again. Yeah. And now that Taylor's singing it, I'm like, whew. I love it even more. It's a whole new level. And for me, like I always loved the chorus. Yeah. Like I think the chorus is the song, you know. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I can feel you again, but I just mm-hmm. miss you. And I just wish you were a better man. Yeah. And I know why we had to say goodbye like the back of my hand, because, but I just miss you. And I just wish you were a better man. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and again, again, mm-hmm. this song came out the same time. Yeah. I was going through something. Mm-hmm. And literally that whole chorus just encapsulated my thoughts. And like, because I would just lay in the middle of the night and just be like, I wish you were here and you're not because you could have been better and you weren't. It didn't work out. So I have a funny, I have a funny story about this song. Mm -hmm. So I, I did like it. Um, I like, I didn't have it on my liked songs or whatever, uh, when little big town did it. And then, um, one day I was, perusing on Instagram and I saw a video uh, of a concert Taylor had done where she sang her version mm-hmm. of it and like I had like a renowned appreciation for it so I put it on my like songs right yep. um, and I, I did know that she'd originally written it but whatever I hadn't seen her sing it yet and I was playing it in the car one day with my boyfriend and I was singing it and stuff and he's like can you change the song and I was like why and he's just like <laughs> Because it's Taylor Swift, but it's not Taylor Swift singing it, so I don't want to listen. And I was just like, he had no idea that it was originally written by her. And he was just like, this sounds like Taylor Swift, but it's not Taylor Swift. So I don't know. It's messing with my head. And I was like, well, she wrote it. And he was like, yeah, I know. I can tell. Oh, God. So it's just such a funny moment where I was just like, uh, the second that this like landed, I played it for him. And I was like, do you feel better now? And he's like, yes. Yes, now it's sounds, He's like, this sounds much more natural. <laughs> so I, I had to share that story because it was so I was dying laughing. Um, but I have two favorite lines, or one's more of the verse, and one's more of a one-off line. And um, I, I think of a very particular relationship that 
I, we haven't talked about yet today that um, if you want to hear more about it, like we do talk about it on our episode with Preeti that will be out in a few months um, where it was just, it was manipulative and I needed to get out and it was like, like I had to and it took so much out of me to do it. So my first favorite is I wish it wasn't 4 a.m. standing in the mirror saying to myself, you know, you had to do it. I know the bravest thing I ever did was run. Mm, yes. And then the one that um, is the line where she says, I gave you my best and we both know you can't say that. <sighs> that, oh, man, that is a line. Isn't – well, like when like – that, that goes back to one of those truth lines that she'll just yeah. spit, you know, like just like, hey, I did yeah. my best. You did nothing. Yeah. And like I think you know who I'm talking about when – Yes, I do. I listen – like doesn't that line just hit – Yep, it that does. situation so hard, yes. and yes. just the way she says it, I just, I I remember that feeling of like you're. It's like um, I've seen it where it's like you know you have like the dry anger, where like you're sharp and you're mad and like you're not stumbling over your words, and then there's like the sad anger, right? And that's what I hear when she sings this line, is yes. like the you're angry but you're crying through your anger. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> that that song really it again like it hits for me because it's a memory. Yes. And I can look back on that now and be like, yeah, I did give my best, and you did not give me a damn thing. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> Fantastic song. It's such so good. So all right. Um, nothing new. Nothing this new. one hurts. Oh, this is a good song. And this it's a good this song. This about relationships. This one is literally about being a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite line? Okay, I have four. I love that for you. I tried to I tried to parse mine down because I'm like, I have a lot of favorites for other songs that I don't know. I have one that just hits me. So Yeah, and it's kind of like um so so the lines that I chose, like I, I love the wording of them, but also they kind of make me choke up mm-hmm. a little bit. Like something just hits me every time I hear them. So that's yeah. kind of why I chose them. So the first one is, Lord, what will become of me? Yep. Mm-hmm. And next one, I've had too much to drink tonight. Yep. Because like, same girl. Um, Mood. Me last and, night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but for a good thing. So, but you know. Um, yep. It's definitely like that that thought of just being stuck in your in your head and yep. going over and over uh, things and yep. next one is how can a person know everything at 18 but nothing at 22 facts facts Sounds it gets worse facts. trust me worse. <laughs> yeah wait till you get to almost 30 you're like i know fucking oh, nothing nothing and then you realize <laughs> that no adult knows a damn thing <laughs> yeah it's like this big realization like oh good you don't know anything other like either mm-hmm. so we're good mm-hmm. <laughs> we're good mm-hmm. we know nothing together um and then the last one hits kind of like seven did for me yeah. of um, how did I go from growing up to breaking down? Oh, I know. oh it just hurts a little, Laura. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here, I can just kind of continue on and, and talk about the song for me. So I, I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant song. And I can relate to it because some way in the way with like, I, I almost want to say with riding. Yep. Um, because if, if anyone comes up in a sport where like they're a junior and Mm -hmm. then there's this transition of like, okay, do you go pro or do you like stay amateur or do you quit? 
Yeah. Um, so I won't get too much into it, but like that was a transition for me because at like 18 years old, mm-hmm. I I didn't care what kind of horse I rode. I rode everything. Like yeah. if I watched someone like crash through it, it like through a jump with it, I was just like, sure, I'll get on. I'll I fix got it. it. <laughs> like I don't care. Um, but now like in my 20s and especially now like coming up to 30, I'm like so particular about yes. what I ride. Like I have owned becoming an, an amateur owner mm-hmm. where, you know, like my horse is ridden for me during the week. I get on on the weekend. He's lovely. You know, I trust him. He's my safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that just kind of a funny uh coincidence with this song of just it was hard watching the younger kids mm-hmm. come up behind me who had that same like uh, I can do this I can do yeah. anything like they had balls they had the confidence of just like yeah whatever I fell off like three times today whoops you know get back on and and keep going mm-hmm. where now I'm just like I'm a lot more careful about mm-hmm. that I have, some, I have some like self-preservation <laughs> skills now um so that's just one thing yeah I and I you know I I was always the star kid yeah and then as I got older you know still Mm -hmm. still like a very like I'm well respected and stuff but like I'm no longer the star kid Mm -hmm. and it, it took me a little bit to to get over that where like you know I don't I don't go to the barn now and ride three to six horses a day I go and ride my horse and I just kind of focus on that. So I really had to work on my mindset. Yeah. Um, but also like going back to Taylor with this song, um, I really like that line of, you know, ev- everyone loves an ingenue. Yeah. And in this moment, I, I thought about Olivia Rodrigo and, and Billie Eilish because there are two huge artists that are young mm-hmm. and they've both said that Taylor is an inspiration Mm-hmm. for them um so when she sang the song at 22 it's just so sad because she had no idea what's ahead yeah and literally now these girls and future artists that are coming up they're they're literally getting the map from taylor yeah and it just breaks my heart to think that like she thought she would fall to the wayside because i know in an interview she said you know this was my fourth album mm-hmm. you know i was no longer young, new, and shiny. Yeah. And there were kids coming up behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think it's just amazing now for her to look back and see like, wow, I have staying power. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are my thoughts on nothing new. <laughs> so I, I, I was looking at the lyrics while I did this now that I know that you did like four. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll do a few. So my first one similar to yours is, Lord, what will become of me once I've lost my novelty? Mm-hmm. That that hurts. <laughs> oh, that was just one that just hits because it, it is, is that unknown. It's that scary unknown. Yes. And then my next one is, are we only biding time till I lose your attention? Oh, good one. And just like the whole bridge where she's just like, I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. The kind of yeah. radiance you only have at 17 She'll know the way and then she'll say she got the map from me. Yeah. And that's exactly like the verse that I think about Olivia and and Billy. Yeah. And I almost think too, like this can be applied to, um, you know, because as women, 
whether it's the music industry or not, like we are fighting our way up a ladder all the time. Yeah. And, you know, there there is that pressure on us that like, oh, well, you know, you're not young anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's prettier people coming up, more youthful and such that it feels like as a woman, you get a couple of years in the spotlight of your career mm-hmm. and, you know, young girls, they look up to you. right? Like if they want to be in that space. But there is a feeling where you feel like you're going to be kicked out that you think, oh, the next person who is going to come after me when she's showing up, that means my time is over. Exactly. And, you know, just as you were saying, I don't think it matters. Like you don't have to be a pop star to relate to the song. Like I think even um, in your workplace, yeah, it can be hard because – I know for me, like I had a lot of experience in in work by the time I was 20 Mm -hmm. and everyone praised me for it. Yeah. And now that I'm older, like, yes, I still have all the experience and more, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, oh, it's no longer impressive that you're like 18, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like you're just run Um, of the mill. Like everybody has experience at your age. Oh, everyone has experience now. But even though like I still have all that extensive experience of like almost 15 years, Versus mm-hmm. someone who may only have like five. Um, yes. So yeah, like it, it's hard when you're no longer shiny and. Yep. Yeah. And then my next one and my final one is, but I wonder if they'll miss me once they drive me out. Ooh, yes. Because again, that kind of goes just, back to the lucky one almost. It does. And it's very much a fear that women have mm-hmm. is it's just like, you know, you are damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, you're going to get driven out anyway. Yeah. That's kind of the fear that follows us. And I think why like this song does hit for personal reasons. I don't have one that's as like visceral as your experience with riding, Mm -hmm. but why I love it similar to what you were saying is like the fact that she was having these thoughts at 21, 22. Scary. Is horrifying because like, you know, most people at that age are just – they just graduated from school. They haven't done anything. And I think what I love about this for her is that when she released, like re-released Red, it literally got a rollout, like a brand new album, and the whole world was talking about it and all of this. And the fact that I wish that she could reach back in time and hug her 22-year-old self mm-hmm. and be like, don't worry. Like people have got you. It's it's again, it's like a memory. It's looking back and it's just like if only she knew then what life yeah. would be like for her now. Like she literally, like, I don't even want to say she's at the peak of her career, because each time she does anything, she reaches a new peak. I mean, the woman shattered records. Exactly. Of her previous record with an album that she released like almost ten years ago. You know, exactly. Like that's, that's unheard of. People don't do that. And yeah, like um, as you were saying that you wish current Taylor could go back in time and and give her younger self a hug. Um, I keep thinking of that, that it's a very popular meme going around. It's like the, the, who are you? And it's, it's It's older Taylor being, I'm you, but stronger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally that's what this song is. I think for her singing it now, Mm -hmm. because it would not have had any effect. No. I think if she released it in 2012. People would be like, because, she's yeah, just mopey. Yeah, like, yes. Oh, yeah, she's Taylor Swift. She's like, yeah, she's she's big now. But 
I don't think they would take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Or now it's just like, I can put this song out because like, I am almost 10 years past this moment when I felt like I was nothing new yeah. and I'm bigger than anything. Right? Exactly. And, and she calls the shots. Like she is running her own show. So mm-hmm. I think it's just such a powerful song. And um, I think also, Rachel, I, I know in past conversations we were talking about this song, you were thinking that it was almost a precursor to Mirrorball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can like, see that. Like a less narrative Yes. Version yes, because yes, folklore yes. is very storytelling. But oh yeah, yeah. No, this I is said an early mirrorball. Yeah, like I think I had said, you know, how I said that sad, beautiful, tragic has a place on Evermore. This very much has a place on folklore. For yes. sure. Yes. And I think so, its place is is as mirrorball. Yes. As a more um it's like a personal version, because folklore was all storytelling with yes. some personal input. Where this is like if Mirrorball was I am singing 100% about my life. Mm-hmm. This would be the song. This would be the song. So I love it. It's so good. Phoebe Bridgers was a great addition. I thought oh, that yes. she had the right voice and like they're back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like during that bridge, it's almost like you don't know where Phoebe ends and Taylor begins and vice versa. Oh, like they fit beautiful. so well. So Yes. And I, and I love that their voices are so different. Mm-hmm. Because then you get that full appreciation of the back and forth where I find on some uh, songs, the whoever the featured singer on there is, is blended very much into the background yes. of Taylor singing, um, where I love that in this song, you know, Phoebe was brought also to the forefront. Like they both share mm-hmm. the spotlight on this one. Yes. Yeah. So powerful song. All right. We should keep it going. We should I know. Trucking <laughs> along here. Hope you guys are having fun because we are. (laughs) Yeah. This is just a journal for us. We hope you're here for the ride. Yeah. We got a lot of feelings. We got to share them. Okay. So, babe. Um, Again, not that many thoughts. It's definitely more like of a radio song. Yeah. Like Sugarland released it first and Taylor was featured on it. Um, Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. I thought it was a good song. And actually, funny story. Uh, when I was listening to this song, I was having a deja vu moment Yes, because it was a vault track. And yeah. I was just like, I literally called Rachel and I was just like, did this song used to be called Stay or something like that? Or like, because mm-hmm. like, I swear I've heard this before. Like, I'm freaking out. I think I've heard this before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, yeah, it was released before by another artist. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Um, you were like, oh, I'm because, not crazy. <laughs> because Taylor is on both versions. I thought mm-hmm. I was just like, I've heard this before. <laughs> I'm freaking yeah. out. Um, yeah, so I really don't have a lot to say about the song. It was a good radio song. It's just, it's not one of my favorites. And it wasn't like with, with Sugarland either. It was just like, yeah. oh, yes, this, this is fun. It's catchy on the radio. Uh, a line that I like was, um, what a waste taken down the pictures and the plans we made. It's Mm -hmm. strange how your face doesn't look so innocent. Your secret has its consequence and that's on you, babe. I love that one. I feel like that's just pure fire, that song. Yes, it is. Uh, my favorite is, I hate that because of you, I can't love you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe why it doesn't hit as much for me is I feel it has a very picture to burn vibe where like I could have seen it either on her original or fearless Mm -hmm. where even in the vault tracks like it doesn't feel like it meshes very well so it kind of takes me out of it but I think it's just like I feel like this was probably one that like it's just we weren't sure what the vibe of the record was going to be true but with how it ended up 
with all the 30 songs, it feels like a bit of an outlier. Yeah. And I think also because like she did write this song for another artist. Yeah. So it's not like it was really written for Red. Like I could be totally wrong about that. And it was just kind of like a coincidence that Better Man worked on this album. Well, I think what she said about Better Man in an interview recently was that that was the first one she wrote for Red and she had to pick between it or All Too Well. Yes. So I think that's why like it feels like it meshes. Could you imagine if it was Better Man instead of All Too Well? Like what would have happened to society? (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, I think that's that's why it's like Better Man feels like it was written for that album where like, babe, I'm not entirely sure. Exactly. So like yeah. I feel like it was just from that era, but okay, message in a bottle. Um it's I don't have bottle. I don't I I feel bad because I feel like people really love this one and they're like, it's such a I bop, know. but like it feels very repetitive. Yes. And I couldn't find a lyric that I liked from it because it's just it I don't know. Like I feel like again, she was getting into that like I want to go to pop. Mm-hmm. Root. Like testing the waters with this song, I think. Yes, but I think, um, you know, to me it's just – it's fun. It's a nice rhythm, but like I wouldn't even say that on it would have fit on 1989 because she hadn't quite figured out that pop formula that was 1989 yet. Yeah, yeah. Like this was almost like a tester song and it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun song. Um, Like I can just kind of picture my boyfriend and I – well, me, me forcing my boyfriend – to yep. dance around the kitchen with me mm-hmm. with this song because it's just so bouncy and fun. Yeah. Um, I did pull a line because you could be the one that I love. I could be the one that you dream of. A message in a bottle is all I can do standing here hoping it gets to you. I just Aww. think it's a fun line. Like it's just cute. You know, it's a cute song. It is. I do yeah. I do think it's very cute. But yeah, not not a lot of thoughts, but it is fun. And I love that people are vibing to it. Yes. Uh, I bet you think about me. Oh, my God. It's such <laughs> a so petty. Lines. I have so it many is, lines. I love this song. It is such a petty song. And um, like I could just go on forever. So I only chose one lyric because okay, – you did because I sure didn't. Yeah. Well, because I feel like um, – well, I'll, I'll put in my my two. Uh, but I love the one line because uh, does it make you feel sad that the love that you're looking for is the love that you had? And then from a petty perspective, I love the line where she's like, with your organic shoes and your million dollar couch. (laughs) What a hipster. I love it so much. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, Yeah. So for me, I love Chris Stapleton. He's so good. So when I saw like a feature song with him on it, I was really Mm -hmm. excited. Um, And I love him backing up Taylor's voice. Like I think it just brings it back to that really fun Mm-hmm. Um, country sound and almost kind of like it has like the beat of mean yeah you know just that really like kind of fun poking fun at lyrics and yeah. I love a good harmonica you oh know, I love you, a good harmonica it's so harmonica good in a song and I'm there uh so I definitely love it now I have to admit you know who hasn't gotten drunk and sing sang the song I sure have I was doing it last night Exactly. And even when I'm in my car, obviously not drunk, um, I am like without any shame blasting it and singing it as loud as I can because it's mm-hmm. so fun. Um, and I can relate to the song 
with someone I dated, and I'm not going to say who, but yep. if you have listened to the disaster dates episode, I think people could guess. Yep. I think they could guess just based on the lines that I pull here. Yeah. Um, so actually there's, there's probably a couple guys that this relates to. Like, I feel like it relates to all of them. <laughs> lines, I, I, I think of a different person, but there is like one person kind of in, in my mind that, that really sticks out. Um, not the main one, but a hint. One of the one was a DJ. Yeah. Um, but the main one, there's, there's someone else I, I think about. And, um, so the first line is kind of like the opening line, really fast asleep in your city. That's better than mine. And the girl in your bed has a fine pedigree and I'll bet your friends tell you she's better than me. Oh my God. I love that line so I much. I love that line. Um, this one, okay, this one specifically relates to the DJ. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to laugh um, because this is like kind of how he was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they sat around talking about the meaning of life and the book that just saved them that I hadn't heard of. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just a moment that reminds me so much of that. That And then this one, so true. I was raised on a farm. No, it wasn't a mansion. Just living room dancing and kitchen table bills. I love that line. Love it. Because um, that legit, I pretty much lived <laughs> lived in the barn riding my pony mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, this one, okay, this is probably, eh, this one applies to a couple people. You laughed at my dreams and rolled your eyes at my jokes. Mm-hmm. That one hurt. That hurts. <laughs> I'm glad I have a man now who laughs at my jokes and doesn't roll his eyes at my dreams. He supports them. And then this this is also like your favorite line. Rachel, just because I feel this is when it hits me. Yeah. And it's the block it all out. The voice is so loud saying, why did you let her go? Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel sad that the love that you're looking for is the love that you had? Yeah. And I just love that for like the what ifs, you know? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people always wonder like, does that person still think about me? Mm-hmm. And you know, did they think about the what if? Yeah. Um. And I think if I can jump in, that's what the song is to me. Yeah. Is um, because, you know, it's very like it's very fun, very country tailor. It's very sassy and I Mm -hmm. love it. But when I like, you know, I like to overanalyze everything. Of course. And, you know, she's saying, I bet you think about me for all of these reasons. But it's just like, you know what? You don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that remembering a lot of that time, especially when you're in that anger phase after a relationship ends, this kind of thinking is what gets you through. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, well, like I was I was like so cool. Like you're never going to find anyone better than me. Like I bet you know that and stuff. Yeah. And that's how it, that's how it hits me is that it's a song where it's just like it's another stage of grieving mm-hmm. a relationship where this is how you're getting through. Yeah. And then on the other side, I'm also I'm also like you were dating Taylor Swift, so you're obviously thinking about her. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, and with recent events, um, how could you not? Because we're all thinking about her. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I feel like this line is definitely the heart of the song. Yes. Like it's where the feelings and the, and the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have two more lines. <laughs> I like this song a lot, guys. Oh, actually, I had one more thought on that line. Oh, sure. As well, is um I also think of this too in those like you know we were both in this kind of a relationship where 
the person that we were with just wasn't in that state Mm -hmm. for that. And um, there's always a feeling later of like, you know, they, they don't realize what they had until you're gone. Yep. And that's why this hits that line is my favorite because it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like they, they realize it too late. Yes. And then when they come back and they're like, oh, well, I'm interested in pursuing this again. You're just like, I've literally moved on with my life. And mm-hmm. that's kind of why it hits me because it's just like, it's your fault that this isn't happening. Yeah. And I, it's kind of one of those things where maybe you've heard it before, like women hurt first. Yeah. You know, like they kind of crash and burn and then they're fine. Yeah. Or men are like fine. And then they crash and burn later on. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, that line kind of uh, captures that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just to, to finish up. So um Chasing make-believe status. Last time you felt free was when none of that shit mattered because you were with me. Love that line. I love that line too. Love it. And then the last one, um, also one of your favorites, I bet you think about me when you're out at your cool indie concerts every week. <laughs> I bet you think about me in your house with your organic shoes and your million-dollar couch. Love I it. I love it. I love it. Such a burn. Such, Such a burn. A burn. And, um, okay, this could be controversial. Um. But this line makes me think about a certain comedy skit. Okay. And um, it's it's the Rick James skit by Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And all I can think is like, fuck your couch, you shake. <laughs> fuck your couch. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if I know some people probably find that really conver- controversial because I think something like there was an incident with uh, Netflix and, and Dave Chappelle recently. Mm-hmm. But – um, if you grew up in the 2000s, I think you know that skit yeah. with the shoes on the couch. And that's that's kind of what this made me think about. <laughs> and so I can't funny. believe there's no meme yet for it. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. Forever Winter. Oh, heavy also, song. this is this is a marathon right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can need a <laughs> water break soon. <laughs> I know. So I know that there, you though. I know that you have a lot to say about it. Um, I think maybe why this song is hard for me is because I feel like, um, I feel like the guy in this song, I feel like I went through periods of time Mm -hmm. where, you know, there, this song could feel like it was written about me when I was going through difficult times. So I think that's why it's hard to listen to. Um, but my, so I don't know, I don't, maybe we can get into that a bit later, but I think. You can understand why I interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite is he says he doesn't believe anything much he hears these days. I say believe in one thing. I won't go away. Oh, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's kind of all I have to say. It's a hard song, but it's, carry on. It's such a hard song. It's so beautiful as well with like um, the trumpets in the background, like just, just mm-hmm. musically breaking down. The song is is gorgeous, and and then the lyrics and the heaviness of this song is so so hard. Um, and this is one of the songs we said at the beginning of the episode that would not have hit no. in twenty twelve, no. especially one it's about mental health, which yeah. we were not talking about as much as we do today. And number two, it was about a man's mental health. Yes, right. 
Mm-hmm. So even harder. Um, and I, I can't even like get through this song without crying. And like, this is one I've definitely sobbed mm-hmm. too. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll say my favorite line first. And then I actually had to write out like what I wanted to say for this song. Cause even though I was writing it, I was getting really emotional. Yeah. Um, okay. Voice is already starting to crack. Great. That's okay. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's, it's essentially the chorus is my favorite and um, the line leading in, there's two different versions of my voice comes out begging and my voice comes out screaming. Yeah. And all this time I didn't know you were breaking down. I'd fall to pieces on the floor. Ooh, I can't get through it. Um, if you weren't around, too young to know it gets better. I'll be summer sun for you forever, forever winter if you go. I know. Okay. Okay. You got it. You made it through. Okay. Now I have to explain it. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry, guys. My voice is going to get all messed up here. Um, So, like I said, I can't get through this song without crying. There are many people that I love and that make me think of this song. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just breaks my heart because I just want to make it better. Like, you know, you want to make that pain go away, but you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want to thank them for being so open and trusting me with those struggles and opening mm-hmm. up to me mm-hmm. because like, you know, I love them and um, I do really want to try to be there like summer sun forever. Yeah. So there's like one person in particular, especially that makes me think about this song and just the parallels are so hard. Um, but there's also another song and it's actually one of my favorite bands. I've seen them three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote a song that like, I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor listened to it because the parallels are so strong. Mm -hmm. Um, The band is Blind Pilot and the song Mm -hmm. is Don't Doubt. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, the third time I went to their concert, I, they had just released this album that this song is on Mm -hmm. and the lead singer, he hadn't, they hadn't played it yet in concert and Mm -hmm. they decided to play it because they were, able to sing it because it was about a friend who tried to commit suicide Mm -hmm. um so the song was dedicated to him Mm -hmm. and um if if you go listen to it i strongly recommend and hope that you do because you'll you'll hear the trumpets and the layered instruments and Mm -hmm. um it's just so similar and they're 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 two like beautiful songs um and yeah that's just (laughs) i don't know i just the song is so hard Mm-hmm. to listen to um and yeah so thank you to everyone who opens up to me because like I don't take that stuff lightly and that one person in particular I wish I could just fix it but I can't so, mm-hmm. yeah oh boy <laughs> I need to go dry my tears now <laughs> yep so run <laughs> so I actually really like run mm-hmm. I feel like this song when if it was released as it was intended, this song would have come right after State of Grace. Yeah. Because it feels like um, this part in All Too Well when they're talking about driving upstate, this is like that experience to me where it's like it's still a secret, like you're just having fun together, all of that. Like it's like you're just living together and experiencing those feelings. And my favorite lyric from it is, there's been this hole in my heart this thing was a shot in the dark. Say you'll never let them tear us apart and I'll hold on to you while we run. Mm, so and 
it's just, it's so beautiful and it's such a, you know, it feels like when you fall in love again for the first time, like you feel like you can take on the world and everything, like you're in your own little bubble and everything's fun and like you can do anything together. And that's why I love it is it feels like the first month of a relationship where Mm -hmm. like you just spend all your time together, you're in your bubble, like everything's fun and you feel like you're on top of the world and it's just, it's great. Yeah. And I a hundred percent relate to you in this, in this one. Um, it, it does remind me, I'm actually, I should probably give this song more credit in my mind because I almost, mm-hmm. I almost forget about it a little bit, but then when it comes on, I'm just like, Oh, like this is such a beautiful song and just how they sing it with that mm-hmm. very like wispy, you know, holding on to the notes. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree. Like it, it relates to that early stage of a relationship because I remember when like my boyfriend and I started dating, like I just wanted it to be just us. You know, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't ready to let the world in yet. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to live in, in what we were creating together. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. I I think he always gets mad when I <laughs> reveal reveal some of our cute little relationship things, but it's okay. Um, he doesn't get that mad. Um, but you know, we always write love letters to each other, oh. even if it's just like little little notes. Like um, a lot of the time, when I leave to go ride my horses for the weekend, you know, I'll make the bed and I'll like leave a little love note under the pillow. Cute, because <laughs> I just like doing that. And he keeps them, and I I keep all of his as well and so the line um and the note in the from the locket you keep it in your pocket since I gave it to you and you know if we were to like pull out all these little notes like some of them are just going to be so simple and others will be like a little bit more like creative and and intense um but like some note like I would just like write a little heart around his name and be like have a wonderful day (laughs) you know like I love you some are just so simple and I just love this line for that because it doesn't matter like what is in that note you keep it because they gave it to you yeah um yeah so I need to appreciate this song more like after you started talking about it I was just like damn like this is a really good song and it's I think it's kind of happy as well like for the most part yeah well like I have a very well in a similar vein to what you were talking about is um the beginning of our relationship with my boyfriend now um, when we first were courting, let's, mm-hmm. let's call it that. Um, cause I like, we worked at the same place and whatever. Um, he started to write me like song lyrics. I remember that. Oh. And oh why, God. why I wanted to tell this was because the very first one was a lyric from Willow and mm-hmm. I still, I still have it. And it's just, it's such a special like part like that song has become so special for me and I I don't know I just wanted to tell that like similar vein it's very cute yeah I think just like little notes and little tokens of affection are just so underrated they are because I feel like a lot of people make I don't know maybe I could be talking shit about this um like in the past people mm-hmm. maybe did that more maybe that's just a hollow uh, Hollywood um Thing. stereotype yeah that they put in movies and maybe more people do do that nowadays, but I just love and appreciate whenever, you know, my boyfriend and I kind of like exchange a little yeah, token, you know, I think we were 
I don't know where we were. I think we were stopping at an appointment. It was around Halloween. And there was like a little candy bowl mm-hmm. on on the desk. And like, I don't know, maybe we took like one candy each. But then like a couple hours later in the car, he like pulls a chocolate bar out of his pocket and was just like, I took this for you. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's so cute. little things that like we forget about. But then like this song just makes us stop and think about this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love it. I love this song. It's so nice. Uh, what would I? I was about to say something. I forgot. Okay, whatever. It was cute. I, similar vein, but whatever. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. So the very first night is the last bop before we get into the big one. Yeah. Um. So again, kind of like message in a bottle. It didn't hit me mm-hmm. very hard. Until I was figuring out what my favorite lyric was last night and I actually sat down and read them. Oh, yes. And it took on a whole new like meaning for me. So my favorite lyric is, back then we didn't know we were built to fall apart. We broke the status quo, then we broke each other's hearts. Oh, yeah. That's like a good line. But when kind of again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but you know what? This is what these – episodes are four is our interpretation where she's it almost sounds like when I listen to it like she's talking about like she's merging the bad with the good mm-hmm. the bad memories with the good memories and it sounds to me almost like um we've definitely had these conversations before of you know your friends are just like oh well this guy wasn't good to you yeah and you're standing there trying to convince like to me it's almost like when you're trying to convince your friend why you should text them again Mm -hmm. and you're just like yeah I know it sucked but like you don't know about this and you don't know about this and that when I was reading the lyrics I was just like that's why it's a happy song like the lyrics aren't the lyrics lyrics are not happy and I'm just listening and I'm like but this is that moment where you are standing there trying to like talking to your best friend being like it wasn't that bad Mm mm-hmm and a relationship's been over for a month and you want to hear their voice. You're like, well, maybe I'll just call them because I miss them. Yeah. But your friend's like, no, you're not no, doing don't that. Do that. And, <laughs> and you're just like, but I am because you don't know about the first night or you don't know about this. And I just thought that um, once I took the time to look, I have a new appreciation for that song because it, it feels it feels like cognitive dissonance. It does. Where? And I think like I saw it's poppy. So I was just like, oh, I'm not really into that vibe right now for, for like this album. But mm-hmm. again, I sat down and looked at the lyrics trying to find my favorite one. And I was just like, God, these are all like really, really sad and unfortunate. I'm, I'm glad that I took the time to really dig through and choose which my favorite lyric was because like it really, it got me. It got, I've been there. So. Yeah, I think I'm going to kind of like look at this song with new new ears, I guess, when I like <laughs> listen to it. Um because I think yeah, those those really heavy lyrics get lost in the poppy upbeat of this song. Um mm-hmm. so my my line is kind of similar to yours um cuz they don't know about the night in the hotel. They weren't riding in the car when we both fell. Didn't read the note on the Polaroid picture. They don't know how much I miss you. Yeah. And I think it's like going I don't know maybe almost going back to kind of that that same forever winter where it's just like mm-hmm. there's the person on the inside who's experienced and then there's the person like the people on the outside mm-hmm. who kind of see mm-hmm. um yeah I just I think I need to 
listen to the song a little bit more and really take in what the lyrics are because it's definitely hitting me with a new meaning. Yeah, I think um, it would have been easier to interpret it as it was for at least what I perceive it to be if it was a piano, like just a slowed down piano. Yeah, it would have been easier, but I think on purpose. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's that mixing good with bad. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear if she ever came out with like a more piano or acoustic version of this song. Um, But I I think she released it this way for a reason. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like that. Like it's supposed to sound like everything's good, Mm -hmm. but it's really not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Deep. Deep. Super deep. Okay. Are you ready? We're at all too well. 10 minute version. Oh my goodness. This is definitely going to take us more than 10 minutes to go through. How are we doing for time? Uh, we're at, uh, on the unedited version of this, we're at two hours and 10 minutes. Excellent. And, um, I don't know. I have, I have, uh, 45 before I have to be somewhere. So we've got 45 minutes. Same here. Same here. So we're going to keep going. And I honestly, I don't know if I have too much to say about this song because, you know, we have we've got a five-minute version, we have a 10-minute version, we have a film. We have so much that I feel mm-hmm. like we know what mm-hmm. is in this song. And mm-hmm. I think there are just parts that we can all relate to. Yes. Um, for me, there's like past relationships that I think about. There's my current relationship that I think about. And because it's so long, you know, I'm just like, wow, we could just mm-hmm. insert everything in here. Um, but like we said, you know, this makes the album complete because it yeah. really gives every song um, like a chance and mm-hmm. you're able to place it on the timeline and it just becomes so much more impactful. Yeah. And I have um, – so interestingly enough, I played the 10-minute version for my singing teacher mm-hmm. and because like I love it. I love the 10-minute version and it feels yeah. to me like that quintessential breakup song. No matter oh, yes. who you are, you can get something from this. Yes. And especially it's the quintessential early 20s, late teens breakup song. Literally to impress this man, my teacher, is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like he – and especially like we've done lots of Taylor stuff. Like he's kind of like, oh, yeah, she's a good writer. That was great. This man, his jaw was dropping <laughs> as he was listening to this writing and we were talking about it where he was just like – she had this way – of writing in this song where she pulled on such common imagery yeah, that no matter who you are, that could be your relationship. So like the scarf and her Mm -hmm. innocence, that being a metaphor. And like after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own, now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. Yeah. Like everyone knows that experience. Yeah. Oh God, I'm having flashbacks right now. He made a really good point where – you know that she wrote it about somebody, but mm-hmm. it's that one where everything in it is almost like so mundane day-to-day life yeah. that it hits. It hits yeah. you. Like this is what a new, passionate, loving relationship is like. Yeah, because it's not like, oh, on the private jet, he did this. Mm-hmm. Like who can relate to that? No one. Um, very few people. Yeah, I find it very um, amazing. Like the fact that she – did that and like I just I like the way he said it where he was like it's just the common metaphors and imagery that anyone can understand yes 
that lays it out all, like lays it all out on the table. And I was just like, damn, that's a good thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to I wanted to share that because I thought it was really an interesting assessment. Oh, from- it's so true. Mm-hmm. So shall we um maybe go through like our original favorite lyrics and then our um, new favorite ones? I mean, mine are all kind of like just in order of the song, if you want to just go in order of the okay. song. So sure. So I guess sort of um I'll go through like before the bridge. Okay. My favorites. So um oh this is good that they actually kind of go in order. So this one's from the one of my original favorites. Um and it's and I know it's long gone and there was nothing else I could do and I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. Mm-hmm. And then um th- this one, like who if we go back to who I was thinking about for I almost do, um, this this hits. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the additions. And it's and I was thinking on the drive down anytime now, he's gonna say it's love. You never called it what it was. Yeah. And then before we get to the bridge, I'll just do my last one and then maybe you do yours before the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and there we are again when nobody had to know you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. And then that kind of ties into why I love run. Yes. It's, yes. Okay. You go. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm actually glad we actually have different lines. This is fun. I have I like that. a lot of them the same. Okay. I'm just making sure I don't go past the bridge. Let me just make sure. All right. So my first one is, oh, your sweet disposition and my wide-eyed gaze. We're saying it in the mm-hmm. car in Lost Upstate. And I feel like a lot of these lines, it's just because like I have memories of doing this with my boyfriend. Yeah. You know, like just we're driving around up north, we're singing in the car, just uh, happy mm-hmm. times, happy times. And then one of my favorite lines, you almost read the red because you were looking over at me. Oh, it just, hurts. <laughs> that line, like I've always loved that line from past version, current version. Mm-hmm. It's just the imagery of mm-hmm. it for me because – it's just it happened. It happened. Yeah. Um, another one that hits me so hard is you taught me about your past, thinking your future was me. That was one of my favorites, but I had to take it off because I was putting down way too many. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I have like twelve. Um, good, good, good. Yeah, this one. Um, I I feel like it applies to a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. especially like when I was young. Like if I had a crush on someone, like like I was gonna marry you. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, like this wasn't just a short thing. Like, I was planning our life. And I feel like so often – We were like, actually secretly engaged. Yeah. They didn't know. Didn't know. Um, so, yeah, like, you do talk about your childhood and, like, everything. And you just – you make plans together. And um, it's really hard when when they don't work out. But it's really amazing when, when they do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but – Two more before we get to the bridge okay. here. Um, I was thinking on the drive down any time now, he's going to say it's love. He never called it what it was. Love how we had and, the same one. Yeah. And <laughs> this one, this one, okay. I feel like we're like giving a lot of sneak previews to Pretty's episode <laughs> that we're yeah. that we're on um, because she had, she had to teach me a lesson because yes. I was second guessing a relationship that I was in and it, it what didn't last, like it wasn't a long relationship, you know, it only lasted a few months, but very similar to the relationship that Taylor's talking about, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it any less real. 
Oh, absolutely. No, that's the same thing for me and who I think. Yeah. I hear that verse. Yeah. So that's, that's something that really stood out to me for that line is Mm -hmm. like, you know, I could tell that story to someone and they could be like, well, like weren't really together that long. Like how close did you guys like, like how real did it feel to you? And Mm -hmm. to me, it was everything. Oh yeah. You know, like it really was everything. Um, so yeah, that's why I love that line. And then of course this one, because my boyfriend and I do this all the time. Um, cause there we are again in the middle of the night, we're dancing around the kitchen, the refrigerator light down the stairs. Oh. I was there. I remember it all too well. Ooh. <laughs> um, just, I don't know. We just do stupid, cute shit, but this is why this song is so amazing. You know, it's mundane things. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time people can't relate so much to a love song. Mm-hmm. Or heartbreak song because the events in it, like it's just like oh, like that could apply to me, but not really. But these are things. Yeah. Like, these are just literally everyday things. Like like I made the bed today, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I just love that that lyric and then the imagery of it in the film. It's just where, beautiful. Oh, like she's the sun and he's the cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. The bridge. the bridge. <laughs> okay. So like I'm – I kind of am just – I've split it up to like the original bridge and then like the post, what comes after. So for me, just the whole original bridge is iconic. Like I, to this day, have a difficult time like actually singing You Call Me Up Again to Break Me Like a Promise without my voice cracking. Like it's a hard mm. – it is a hard run, that section. And you scream that every time. Every oh, time absolutely. when you're singing this song, you scream that line. Absolutely. But my particular favorite from this is um, because because it hits. It hits really hard. Is but maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up. Running scared, I was there. I remember it all too well. Yeah. Because kind of going to that line of you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Like once um once it became real. I was no, this person ran away, Mm -hmm. you know, like once it was no longer just a little secret. And I think that's why it hits me so hard. It's just kind of like the, um, it would have been amazing if you could have just been a man. Yep. And so, yeah, (laughs) I got some feelings about that one. Um, Do you want to say yours? And then we go into that post original. Yeah. So of course the whole bridge iconic iconic mm-hmm. um for me it's definitely the and you call me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel and being honest i know this is like everyone's favorite line but for it's just me iconic, and, though. And, and and one person you know they would let me go just enough and then they would pop back again yeah. and mm-hmm. it was just like i get my hopes up again and then just to be let down and it was it was casually cruel literally yeah. text messages they are casually cruel little things they are. They're so – they're just so – like people don't understand the effect yeah. that it can have on a person. So, okay. I get you. It hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole song hurts. This whole song really hurts. The post uh, – I like. why did I write it this way? But the post-original bridge – It's uh, verse four. Verse four. They hurt me like nothing else on this album – So Mm -hmm. I have three from this specific section. Um, The first one is they say all's well that ends well, but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. Yes. 
Because to me, that just speaks to the torment of trying to get over somebody Mm -hmm. where you're trying so hard, but you can't stop your brain from thinking of that person. And you you can be having the best day and then you think of them and you just feel like absolute shit. Yeah. So that one hurts. Um, this one <laughs> hurts too. The idea you had of me, who was she? A never needy, ever lovely jewel whose shine reflects on you. Mm, that's and, okay. So I'll just keep up with you on these ones. So that one is also one of my favorites as well. Okay. So like, I don't know if you, you might like it for the same reason, but to me, that speaks so much to early relationships Mm -hmm. because of the fact that especially at that age you just want to be loved you just want to fit in you want someone to like you and you whether it's they created themselves or and you're just trying to fall into their impression of you or you are putting on a bit of a show there are so many cases where the perception that you have of your partner and the perception they have of you do not match who they really are Exactly. And just I feel like that line hurts so much because you can tell how like broken she is. And somebody gave me um, actually one of my spiritual teachers that well, – the tarot reader that you and I both go and see. We were discussing the relationship that I think of when I hear this line and hear this song. And she said to me, isn't it such a shame that in so many of those relationships when you're young, that person never knows who you actually were. Yeah. And it's so true because it's just like you it's don't even true. know who you don't even know who you are. No, no. And I have the same thoughts on you and like the idea you have of me. And I and we've talked about this many times. Mm-hmm. Um I was not sure of who I was and I was too scared of who I was mm-hmm. that I became everything I thought they wanted. So yeah. literally like They had this whole idea of me who wasn't even a real person. Yeah. No, same with me. But even as well, it can go into like in those breakups at that age, you have to look at that person in a particular way to get through it. Mm -hmm. So I can also think of that too as, as you are trying to get over this relationship. What perception have you created in your mind of who I am? Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. Um, The next one's even harder. So I know that you have this one as well, and it's like almost mm-hmm. a whole section, and it's you who charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, sipping coffee like you're on a late night show, but then he watched me watch the front door all night willing you to come, and he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Oh my, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> That's actually the first time in this episode that I've teared up, and I'm actually tearing up right now. Sorry. You, you keep talking because I'm going to like cry for a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um- yeah. Oh man, this one, this one hits me like my current relationship. Just thinking about the first part, but mm-hmm. then that last part, like he said, it's supposed to be fun turning twenty one. Mm-hmm. That hits so hard, and I actually go back to a memory when I was at a party or I was out hanging it with friends, and I invited a, a certain person mm-hmm. to come, and and they didn't like. They kind of said like, "Oh, like yeah, maybe I will. Like maybe I'll show up," and like they never did. Yeah. Because they really didn't want to become a part of my life. Yeah. And oh my God, that just, that's an open wound <laughs> right there. Um, yeah. That hurts so much because that was like the moment I knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> relating back to to that song um that like they didn't care about me they didn't they didn't want to be in a relationship with me or be part of my world so mm-hmm. that was that was a hard time yeah okay so i've done cry- i'm done crying okay <laughs> proceed don't worry i cried um, it's okay yeah and i think it's because of the fact that one i love the fact that like Taylor is shouting out her dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. I just I feel like you know he doesn't you don't hear about him a lot, and I think it's just it's a very sweet moment and just rem- like memory of him. Yes, but when I think about this, like you know my dad, like mm-hmm. he he stays out of things, like he doesn't really get involved. He he like comes to chat with me when I need like some facts. Yes, you know. And my dad, when I was in university, like going through this relationship that I've been talking about through most of this episode and stuff, he said so many things like this to Mm -hmm. me when I was going through not just that relationship, but like most of school. And he was always just saying stuff like, you know, like, I'll come get you if you want me to. But like, you're young. It's supposed to be fun. Like what? Like forget about it. Like yeah. I, I can't I can't label a specific thing he said to me, but there were many times where he was like, and not just him, but both my parents were like, I could see how frustrated they were that I was hurt. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted to help. And they would say things like this where it's just like, you know, focus on something else. Like you're not going to experience this again. Like you know, it's, you're supposed to be having fun and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it really just takes me back to those experiences where moments in my life that should have been amazing and I should remember it as such a positive time. I don't. Mm -hmm. And just that feeling of like, all of those times were supposed to be fun and it was stolen from me. So yeah, that's my take on that line. It really fucks yeah. me up. <laughs> oh no, it's so sad. I, yeah, I know. I definitely can recall similar things from my parents. And then there's one line that's, we're going to brighten the mood a little here from my mother because this is just so my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out at a bar with this guy and um, this is when I, I really didn't have any feelings mm-hmm. for him. I, I was just kind of using him. I'll be honest about that one. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom happened to come to the bar too. It was like a, a live music night or something. And we live in a small town. So everyone just kind of ends up the same place. Yep. And um, I introduced him to her. And she looks him up, like, up and down and says, that won't last. <laughs> okay. But your mom did the exact same thing about one of my boyfriends. And I'm just like, okay. No <laughs> I swear, my, my mother's a fortune teller. Like. She knows. She knows things. And I feel like she would – oh, my God. She would have been fun to have listened to this album and then talk about her her times at this age because I feel like she would have gone through all Mm -hmm. the exact things. And so this is her, like, older perspective Mm -hmm. of being, like, that won't last. And, like, even now, me at 30, and I'm looking back on these times, and I'm just like, that wasn't going to last. Nope. so like it, in a funny way, like this is just the things where like experience comes from. So I think the mm-hmm. fact that like it's her dad telling yeah. her this, like it's an older figure in her life. Mm-hmm. It's because they've been there, you know, yeah. like they know what, how it plays out and 
they're just trying to help you get through it. Yeah. I have one more because like I have a feeling that you were going to say one. Mm -hmm. So I just chose a different one that I love just as much because then we I know we're going to talk about this one line, but mine is right towards the ending. And it's because in this city's barren cold, I still remember the first fall of snow and how it glistened as it fell. I remember it all too well. I just love the imagery of this section. And it feels like um like it feels like that moment of acceptance. Yes. What, how she sings it. Like that is accepting that this relationship is over and I need to move forward. And it's sort of like, you know, going into like it's softening and she's getting lower. It's like going into that hibernation of like, okay, I need to disnurse my heartbreak. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny um that you just said it that way because I was listening to a producer's breakdown of this mm-hmm. song. And he specifically said, he's like, I'm not usually a fan of fade outs mm-hmm. in music, but for this one, he said it works so well because it fades out in a way like it's, it, time is moving on. Mm-hmm. You know, she's forgetting it. She's moving on um, and kind of growing stronger mm-hmm. from it. Like she's just letting it go. So I think it's mm-hmm. funny that you kind of said it that way and you got kind of that same interpretation. Mm-hmm. Feels. Mm-hmm. All the feels. So yeah, what are what are yours? Okay, I'll I'll paraphrase my my one here, and it just whenever I hear it, um, there's a couple moments that uh, I guess I could break it into two. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one, this is one like I don't really want to talk about it, but um, in in my mind, I'm just like mm, I just I I go back there, and yeah. it's after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own. Yep. So I'm I'm not gonna elaborate on. I really don't want to elaborate on no. that one at this time. That's um, fine. Don't worry. I don't. I I didn't want to either. <laughs> um, and then my other one is, I don't know why. Like I feel like I can apply it to my current relationship for a funny reason that I also don't really want to talk about. Um, but you keep my old scar from that very first week because it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. Okay. I just love that line. Um, love that verse there. Mm-hmm. In in full. Um, and then one line, this, this is just because it's so funny and yeah. like what a gut punch is. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. Like what a fucking burn. I know. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Oh my God. Like that, that's a ballsy line there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so great. And then, um, my last line, I feel like this really rounds out all my feelings yeah for um this album in general mm-hmm. and okay Rachel I know this first line here like it's it's one of your favorites so it's the ended the twin flame bruise yeah. paint you blue I know you love mm-hmm. that line for me it's that next part of just between us did the love affair maim you too yeah and I feel like that just rounds out this album so well because for me it was always just like am I the only one who hurts like yeah did you think about me at all do you care at all um Mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of just where my mind goes and I feel like it's a question a lot of us have yeah of you know did it hurt you too you know yeah are you just as heartbroken or is it just me over here and I think I secretly hope like I hope 
okay okay that that was gonna come out wrong yes <laughs> um, like I hope it maimed you too um I don't mean it that way I do not mean it that way at all like I've I've moved on from all of this stuff and like don't wish any ill will but I just I just wonder like you know I hope I hope it meant something to you so the thought that of it of the love affair maiming you too it just means that like at some point in time I meant something to you yeah and I I <laughs> I love both of those lines together and it reminds me of a time with the person with the relationship that I've been talking about a little bit where it was um, always that confusion for a long time as of if this person cared and there was a like was just it was a very solidified ending to that ever that even being a possibility ever again right and it was just this moment where um we were just happened to be in the same place at the same time and we didn't say anything to each other mm. but we just looked at each other and there are so many like I interpret things kind of through words so this is how I'm gonna say it it's more like feelings but it felt like so many words that were left unsaid were shared in that moment through just mm -hmm. a few looks that that line just always reminds me of that moment. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Just feeling like um, when you're looking at them, just be like, this is the end. What, what was it? What did it mean? Mm -hmm. If it meant anything. And in that moment, whether it meant something to them or not, or if it was just your own feelings, you sometimes need to say that they did. That yeah. it did mean something to them in order to move on. So <laughs> that was a moment. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just I th I feel like that line it just it just ends so perfectly for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. that was a marathon. Um, if you're still here, thanks for sticking with us. Oh my god, yeah, um, thank you. Like we we appreciate that so much. Like we know this is a long episode, and not everyone here is like a Taylor fan. Um, mm -hmm. so the fact of you were listening to like this part of the episode we love you and yeah. you mean so much to us and i hope like you were able to share on this journey and you know always always reach out to us on instagram and share your mm -hmm. favorite lines or favorite interpretations of a song and like man if you just want to share your story of a heartbreak like please please by all means like yes we are here for that and um yeah. Sorry. I feel like my voice is like really quiet and low in this no, episode. No, it's fine. But... We just got okay. like really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like, it's just, it's funny because it's, it's showing the power of those songs where we are both in amazing places in our lives and in mm -hmm. our relationships and stuff. And just having this conversation together and not just us going back to those memories, but us going with each other to those yeah. memories and remembering what it was like for, you know, when you tell your story, it's remembering what it was like for you. It's hard. Like it hurt. Mm -hmm. it, it is a memory that is, it's very solid and it's hard and it is sad, but it's nice that like my, how I'm feeling now isn't like, oh, I'm sad and my heart's broken. It's, oh, I wish I could go give her a hug and tell her everything was going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I I feel the same. And I, and one line that keeps coming up for me is like we're just remembering like heartbreaks and they just you know they hurt so good that's kind of how I think about it 
going mm-hmm. back. Like I don't go back and be like, oh, I'm so sad. Like that didn't work out. Like, no, I'm not sad at all mm-hmm. about that. But just remembering the emotion and the feeling of that time and the excitement. Uh, like it's just, it just, it feels so good to the heart, even though some of those moments are sad. Yeah. So um, there you go. That's there our thoughts go. on Red, Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of her for reclaiming her art and, you know, telling the world this is what I wanted to say at this time and giving herself. I love it because it feels like it was such a difficult era for her. And like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I was watching some of the interviews at the All Too Well short film Mm -hmm. where people were like asking her who it was about or, you know, like falling into that narrative that she experienced the first time and it's just like you know what like she is the one who created this ask her about her yeah and the thing is it doesn't matter like just uh, what we just said about you know we're not we're not caught up and still broken on this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and neither is taylor like taylor's in a good spot you know um exactly it's just about her going back and reclaiming her art and it's almost like you know when you're you're in an argument or like you're in a situation where you you wanted to say something, yeah, but you couldn't. This was mm-hmm. almost like her opportunity of going back and saying like, okay, I'm going back and this is how I wanted mm-hmm. it to be. So I feel like that that re- this re-release is very much that um, because this was such a hard time for her. Yeah, it feels like she's reclaiming herself, mm-hmm. and you know, really um, just putting it out there and being like. This is how I felt. That's okay. It feels almost like going back if you like ever, you know, maybe you had a conversation with somebody who broke your heart and you walk away from that situation and you're just like, oh, I didn't really feel anything. Yeah. Like it feels like that. It's that moment of empowerment of like, I can go back here and I'm 100% fine and I'm proud of this experience and I am glad that I went through it. Yeah. And it's thing like this is what made me me and like I'm I'm a huge believer as I say many times like things happen for a reason and a lot of these things that happen in your life are just like stops along the way mm-hmm. to get you to to where you are now or where you're going yes and that is a lovely moment to leave it on all right well everyone live like tea live like tea